It's View From 202, a New York Red Bulls fan podcast available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and direct from our website, viewfrom202.com. Hey yo, good morning, America. Good morning, Erica. Who gave me good ahead while watching Good Morning, America? It's episode 81 of View From 202, a big, big, big week in the New York Red Bulls land. Uh, it's coming off the tail of a... It's a big week for the league, Britt. <laughs> Uh, coming off enormous, enormous, enormous 2-0 win in Tijuana. And it is finally, 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 actually our preseason episode where we are going to give all of our predictions, going to give all of our uh, rundown of the Eastern Conference, all of that good stuff in our second segment. But first, we have our rundown of Tijuana and then a really good discussion we've been waiting for. It's Peaches... And Sam in the studio. And finally, in studio, Fernando Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. Thanks for coming, man. Yeah, no, it wasn't too bad of a drive. I'm glad yeah. I got to go finally come. Yeah, and thank thank you for, uh, you know, abiding by our, our postponements because of the weather and all, everything else. So we're really excited to have you. Um, let's, let's get right into Tijuana, right? So yeah. I think we felt pretty good last week, but uh, I don't know if we thought we'd feel this good. Well, uh, Peaches and I thought that we would feel this game. Okay, yeah, let's, yeah, let's, 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 no, no, let's set the record straight. Uh, you guys are predicting a 4-3 win. <laughs> and what did we win? More than that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, more than that, exactly. You thought, Defied even our expectations. Say, yeah, exactly. We were optimistic, and they just blew us out of the water. Yeah, so the, the story of the week <laughs> is uh, the Rebels win 2-0 off the power of basically two men. But I'm not to discount the team effort. It's a fantastic, confident team effort. But Bradley Wright Phillips with the cold, calculated killer touch in both the first half and the second half to tally two away goals and then a great defensive team effort uh, solidified by Luis Robles' 13 saves. Perfect clean sheet. Sees us get out of Tijuana with two away goals, 2 0 win. Uh, I'm, let's just jump straight into it. I mean, what else more could you want? How do you guys feel about this one? We could have won by three now. <laughs> you know, when Bradley was sitting over that free I know, kick at the I know, very I was end, thinking, I was just like, it was not a terrible position. When's the last time he had a hat trick? It's been a, it's been a second. And I 100% supported the decision for him to take it himself oh, on goal. I was like, just imagine the scenes if that went in. I think that would have been the tie. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think this is, well, obviously it's the one of the season so far. But this is up there in all-time wins, I think, definitely since the Red Bull Arena uh, era. What do you guys think? Well, it's the first win of an MLS team away in Mexico in the knockout round. That's the first way in, in Mexico by an MLS team with multiple goals. Right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So we are uh, we're pretty good. I, I, it's like it's pretty good. Predictably, we've now been overshadowed, at least by other people, now that Toronto and... Seattle, Seattle pulled also off wins, won. but I think everyone... They were winning at home, and also I feel like both of those teams have good home draws. I don't think you need to go even that far, because I think everyone here and everyone listening knows that what we did was more impressive, I think. Everyone here, yeah. 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 Um, but uh, I don't know. Who, who Beyond Luis and beyond Bradley... Who do we give? Who do we want to highlight in this game? Why, kind of, why do you just assume it's going to be Luis and Bradley? I don't know. Okay, then who you got? Um, I thought that it, it's it's really hard to take away from these two giant poles of performance, isn't it? Yeah, really. So let's jump in and talk about the uh, Mark Shikovsky 
substitution. Yeah. There so a yeah. Out um, hamstring injury. I think other than the the saves and the uh, two enormous goals from BWP, this is the high the the biggest moment in this game is that uh, Shikovsky goes down about 20 minutes in, 25 minutes in to this match. Um, seemingly has tweaked a hammy. Uh, no hesitation. The um, you know medical staff uh, immediately signaled for his uh, replacement. Uh, Florian Velo comes on, which I don't know. Flo, yeah, as Jesse calls him. Which oh, is really? Flo. Yeah. I didn't know. I don't know if that's who I would have guessed would have come on, uh, as I had been accustomed to thinking of him as a more advanced player. But uh, pitches in very well, and far from it being um, the end of our match, we actually finished the half with equal expected goals with Tijuana. Very strong half, and then Florian Velo comes in and makes the sec the assist on the second goal to Bradley, and has I think a uh, not perfect, not perfect, but a really good passing game in this game, and, and adeptly is able to make the small little passes under pressure. Similar to how Shakovsky was doing, right. but a little bit further up the pitch. Yeah, so when I, I, I thought that when Jesse put Bezicord in, um, that I'm just making the joke that I don't know the difference between Velo and Bezicord. <laughs> so you, you caught me too quickly there. I was like, yeah, 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 right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, go on. Um, but oh. yeah. Um, uh, Fernando, I saw you described uh, kind of this game as uh, controlled chaos, and yeah. I like that a lot. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that, what you meant about that? Well, that's I mean, that's kind of a, a phrase by Jesse himself. He's actually mentioned that before in a, in a couple of interviews. Um, I think the, the Velo sub almost, I think that kind of highlighted it, because in a game like that where it was sloppy, but I think it was, it was intentional, yeah, again, it was chaotic, but it was—I think it was supposed to be that way. Mm-hmm. You needed someone like that. You needed someone very young, very fresh. You know, someone who's hungry, who's out there to to, to prove a point, um, but also has has skill, who can make things happen and and kind of fly under the radar. Um, I would probably think it would be a safe safe assumption that uh, they did very little scouting on Velo, so they probably really mm-hmm. didn't know what he you know what he really brought to the table. Um, yeah, so I think that was I think that was a perfect sub. I think just if it fit again, it kind of fit that that uh, that uh, chaotic kind of play that we were seeing, which again I think was pretty uh, pretty pretty obvious that it was intentional. At least for anyone who watches the team, mm-hmm. and and especially if you watch the other Rebel teams, um, give a perfect example. How often did you how often do you see Lawrence, for example, uh, press, win a ball, and just kick the ball, just go full Revis and just kick the ball three thousand feet away? Never. Mm-hmm. He yeah. never does mm-hmm. that. But you saw a lot of that. You saw a lot of, of pretty much all the guys just kind of, you know, pressing, pressing hard, getting a turnover, and then just a quick pass just as far away from them as they possibly could with the goal of getting the ball further up the field, closer to the, to where they want to attack, and just keep the ball away from uh, away from them mm-hmm. and uh, and just create more pressing opportunities and then kind of just, boom, get them on the counter. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how the first goal happened, yeah. you know. As much as people like to criticize um, our good old uh, Alex Mouille, uh-huh. um, you know that that goal, that that entire sequence right there is 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 pretty much exactly what they wanted to happen. Yeah, I thought it was a good shift from Alex Mouille. Uh, it's easy. I think it's easy to write it off as obvious that that first goal doesn't happen without him. But I think it's still important to note that 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 run is crucial. That puts off or you know second goal. No, the first goal. 
um, the, first oh, the first one, yeah, yeah, is he's making that run to the center that, that Royer, puts enough Royer pressure, Cop, yeah, yeah Cross, on the yeah. defender to deflect it, and that, that I think that direct informal assist that won't show up on the hey, stat sheet. For and that. I think there's an argument to be made on the second goal too, yeah, where he makes another run yeah. to the center of the box, yeah. and that's when Bradley gets basically Muil won this game for us. <laughs> I mean, I think he he was a, a good personification of what we needed to do at times yeah. there was a stretch in the second half where uh he was a little uh you know wasteful in turning the ball over uh not perfect but i was sitting there thinking like look i i have absolutely no idea who you would sub on i think there's nobody better for his job right now right on the field so i definitely didn't want to sub him um but i think the the call out of taxi is good as well because i noticed later in the game uh, there was a moment where Taxi made a, a good interception, kind of like on the half volley, and it was kind of towards the 77th, 80th minute period where we're getting closer to actually just being able to waste time. And uh, he did boot it very intentionally to the corner, opposing corner of the field, and specifically in a way where it wouldn't just go out immediately. It burned a solid, you know, 15, 20 seconds yeah. off the clock, which is not nothing. And um, I, I think it was a good example of it reminded me that Taxi is is a much more uh, like present and smarter player than I think he gets credit for. I don't think people say he's dumb often, yeah. but I think people don't praise his awareness as much as well. Yeah, I mean, people, <laughs> people don't. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but um, I mean, we talked about this last week. Um, yeah, I thought that was a good example. I but. just wanted to point out too that I just hearing some of the narratives come out about. Um, about this game, uh, if you remember, a lot of people after the uh, the game against um, Olympia, a lot mm-hmm. of people were saying, "Oh, you know, uh, why are they playing so fast? You know, they should be wasting more time. They mm-hmm. should be doing things to burn more minutes." And then, the, you know, this game against uh, Tijuana, they do that, and people are like, "What are you guys doing? You need more possession." Yeah. No, that's 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 exactly what what their I think their plan was. It doesn't mean. People have this weird misconception that the only only way to play you know good soccer or, or the only real way to win is to is... be Barcelona. Exactly, it's, <laughs> like it's such fan, yeah. it's such a weird mentality that Americans have, and and it's it, it blows my mind. But um, yeah, because tactically everyone just kind of was so zoned in, like playing the way that they're playing, like accepting the pressure when they needed to. I think all of our defenders were really on, which helped. Like there there weren't many like there were few open chances, but they were kind of like hard angles anyway yeah, the yeah. ability to which the the midfield was able to push everything out wide and Mario and Lawrence were able to absor- absorb that was phenomenal and by the end of the game Mario was just bombing up that field yeah. because he had the ball he had possession he had mm-hmm. the width and Lu- Luis was being very humble in his interview giving credit to his defense but I think it's not just humility going to I think he, he was correct yeah. in saying that they did they did force uh worse shots out of Tijuana. Yeah. They had a lot of shots, but you know, none of them were really sitters. Mm-hmm. Look, thir- 13 again, it's I, I do data analytics for work, so you know, I I I've conditioned my brain to see a set of data in front of me uh-huh. and have to go beyond that. I mean, I can't just look at a bunch of numbers and be like, "Oh, okay, this is it." Mm-hmm. You have to analyze it. And so when I see people, you know, bring it all, oh, but you know, they got 30 shots. Oh my fucking God, 30 shots. They were the best team ever. Yeah. Who cares? Like 30 shots means absolutely nothing. I can stand in front of the keeper and kick it to him 30 times right to him. Guess what? That's 30 shots, 30 shots on goal. Mm-hmm. That means nothing. If you look at the quality of shots, I mean, they had what? 30, he had 13 saves, 13 mm-hmm. shots on goal. So if you actually look at the goals expected, 
it was only like I think two. Yeah, yeah. Two or maybe three. Yeah. So that just shows that a lot of those shots were just not that good shots. They forced mm-hmm. Tijuana to play sloppy. They forced them to just holy shit, oh my god, have a chance, just kick it. Yeah. And and, and that a, that wouldn't have happened if Bradley didn't score in the tenth minute. I don't nope. think. Oh, no, yeah, definitely right. not. Yeah, that was L- huge. Put it to this way. This is the this is the, the the I guess the perspective I see it. When was the last time you saw a Mexican team look frantic and just befuddled? Like they had, they all had a, 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 a almost a, a look of what the fuck is going on. Like yeah. I can imagine they had this expansive, like super awesome plan to beat their press, and then a game happened, and they were all like, "This is no, this is not how it was supposed to happen." Yeah, because they intentionally just played like maniacs. They 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 pressed really hard all the time. They never let up. Um, you know, the, you you didn't give them time to 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 actually have good quality you know good quality possession. Um, again, just you know, when, whenever they did turn the ball, it was just kick the ball as far as you can. You know, just yeah. create a lot of counter. It, it was it it it's not a beautiful way to play, and I'm sure that's not an ideal way. You don't want to play 34 games in a season like that. Yeah. But at yeah. the same time, you're going down to to a different country. Uh, to play against a team that plays in a league that has historically demolished MLS yeah. away. So With a you, big crowd. Yeah, I mean, there was, what, 22,000 people yeah, there or yeah. something like that? So, yeah, I mean, it was, crowd. you know. And a turf field that we're, I think oof, we were not yeah. used to that. The ball was not flying like we thought it would. I, yeah, I'll, remember how last week I was saying, oh, it seems like a lot of bounces are going our way between the Olympia <laughs> Games. This was exactly the opposite. Yeah. Too soon. But we, we were able to adjust. I think it's also noteworthy that there were very few... Passes uh, in the in our defensive third that were risky bad passes that risked Tijuana forcing a turnover yeah. there and then creating an easy chance and it's one I think we were we were good at passing when we did those passes but and two we limited those um, we limited those those passes period we we did smartly kind of try to. Uh, cut up the field immediately. That's a good point, though, about Colin not playing. Um, I think we'll we'll hit on Tim Parker, and then maybe mm. we'll go to Goat and Wote. Um, well, actually, can we just, like, we, should we dedicate some time to talk about Luis Robles making yeah, those go saves? Yeah, go for it. Because I was just, like, honestly, a lot of them were very high-difficulty uh, degree saves, right? Like, I, I on, like when people are like, oh, joking, like, I thought he was better than Howard at Belgium. I think Luis it's had, somewhere in between the two. Right. No, I don't I, know. I think so, too. I, I mean, like... He made a lot of hard saves. I think um, his, he didn't really get that many, like, you know, sitters like Olympia had in, in our home leg. Um, but he, he, like, really needed to reach out for some of them. He was caught off, what, his body was going one way, and he, yeah. he, he made a save yeah. the other way. Right. And uh, MLS.com ran a column from a goalkeeper. The, the author is currently still a goalkeeper, and he highlighted that one in particular yeah. as uh, his feet had already left ab- abandoned him but he was able to adjust to the knuckle yeah yeah so, so i mean i look i mean it, it's it's hard not to look at that performance as also like the key to us winning oh, of course yeah, yeah. yeah. i would say that a high volume of above average saves yeah. rather than like you know one godly one, you know there was yeah. that one <clears throat> shot that was going across uh, oh, in the face of goal, yeah. and he just dives up and just tip manages to tip it over somehow. Yeah. I'm contorting my even... body for the, the <laughs> listeners right now just to try to demonstrate. That, yeah. that felt typical, though, too, because I don't was... even know if it was going to go in. I, it yeah, didn't, I it didn't even it look like it could have gone off. Maybe it would have hit the post. But, but that was right but like, after Taxi got like a stinger to his head or something. So he was down on the ground. 
um, yeah. kind of like trying to shake it off. But yeah. he was he was able to kind of like up. get up, and you could kind of tell he was still so seeing stars a little yeah. bit. Um, so like that, I feel like was a good encapsulation of the night where like. Taxi took one to the head, was kind of reeling for a sec, but still scrambled, did a good job to put off the defender, and then Luis did the rest. I thought yeah. that was a good good little snapshot of but the day. Just, it, yeah. it, it reminded me that he still has what he had when he was goalkeeper of the year. I, yeah. I think it's I think it's a good a good reassurance of any doubts that could have been sown in the last, yeah. Yeah. last season. I think a good... Oh, go ahead. No, I was, I was just going to say that I think that it, it's, it's he's the kind of keeper you want because if... If the game goes exactly how you want, you kind of don't even need him. And we had a lot of we've had a lot of games where you just don't you just don't need Robles. And yeah. realistically, this team has been very good defensively. Yeah, he hasn't been called to do those things. He'll have three or four of those like holy shit, this just happened yeah. moments yeah. throughout the season. He kind of had an entire season worth of those in just one game. There were a good <laughs> yeah. four or five like really good saves. Doesn't mean the shots themselves were good. It's just he positioned himself and, and mm-hmm. he made a very good save. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. I, I yeah I, I just I, I think I think you have to give you have to give him the, the 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 most credit because he's again he's the person you want when when you do need a performance like that he's going to be the one that's going to come and through. he's yeah. the one organizing the back line yeah so and speaking of the back line you know look you, you think Parker was with the team for like an hour uh, <laughs> it, was, it, was, yeah. it was it was a film session with, yeah. with Jesse and Aaron, and then Long, Aaron Long, Long, yeah. one hour on the field that was it. Yeah, and and you could tell there were a lot of moments where yeah. like yeah no he's he's Shaky definitely only been here. <laughs> there was that one where uh, it, he what headed it back towards into Robles, into Robles yeah. who yeah. like punched it out. That was, that was calculated. Early, that was the entire way through. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, another save I wanted to focus on was one where Parker uh, kind of got caught ball watching a tiny little bit, um, and but he recovers though in an interesting way that was indicative I think of the team effort as well. Yeah, where he recovers to chase after and find his guy and he, he trains his eyes and, and finds his runner behind him and this is the one where the uh, striker uh, nods it over or, or heads it oh, over a little was, bit yeah. nods, that, was a a, that was a clever that was a yeah. clever touch good good uh, save but I think it's a good example of the kind of thing where if you get beat like that Parker correctly or like did the hustle to go close down the striker a little bit and Put puts him off right puts him off just yeah. that little bit i mean we can never know you know if he doesn't run at all if the striker doesn't finish that i mean it's a it's a counterfactual yeah. but uh it's a good example of a, a defender being bought in and hustling and recovering even after a mistake because yep. it would be yeah. easy to be like oh fuck i lost my guy yeah. there there's that chance and that but, happens too many times uh, yeah. there's been too many times where you see you know, uh, that was kind of a problem with Fidel, actually, where, mm-hmm. right. you know, he is his that effort is just kind of not there. It's like he gets beat and he kind of just stands there like, oh, OK, let, let me just take a moment and examine exactly what happened at this very moment. And it's not the moment to do that. <laughs> yeah. But with with Parker, yeah, you, you definitely saw him kind of just like, OK, made a mistake, but I need to, I can worry about that later. Let me just mm-hmm. try to fix it as best I can and do whatever I have to do. That doesn't involve, you know, fouling someone in the box and getting right. a penalty kick. Yeah. With Parker, you also see what a large man he is. The guy is large. He's huge. I didn't he's appreciate a bigger it. dude than I thought. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a, he's a big dude. Like, I was joking with these guys, and I, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm kind of crazy to bring it up, but it's like, it, it's gotten, it's, it's, no, it's gotten to the point where, like, I was looking at him, and I was like, what, like, does he have so much muscle that it hurts him? Like, I feel like, I feel like he just, like, he could maybe still have, like, he could have five pounds less and still. Still out muscle most guys, but maybe be a step quicker. I don't know. He's you definitely know. a bigger guy than Colin. Yeah, like yeah. Colin, I, I'm pretty sure Colin's taller. Uh-huh. But I've actually I've met like Colin. I, I don't know. I think Tim Parker's like six four. 
Really? Yeah. Oh, he's just know. a big dude then. Because yeah, I mean, he's just a big Colin. Guy. I mean, I'm, I'm also short. But Colin, <laughs> Colin's a tall guy. Colin's a tall yeah. guy, but he's yeah. he's not you know he's not ripped. He's a pretty thin. He's strong, but he's yeah. still pretty thin. But well, yeah, I feel Parker, like we, is like a fucking monster. We often yeah. think this when we see players in person. Remember when we passed Ronald Zubar and we were just like, wow, he's much skinnier than I thought yeah. he was. Uh, I feel like yeah, you forget that these guys still do run ten miles a day. Yeah. So like even like the bulkier <laughs> ones of them are still pretty skinny. Yeah. Um, also, TV adds weight. So yeah, uh, but uh, except for Revis. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been so excited to like and to to, to meet a player than Rebus. Just because I want to see how big he really is. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, you could like eat an entire meal off his chest. Yeah, he's like a Colombian Altidore, like yeah. you know. Oh wow, yeah. Oh, he, he just he just. I mean, hopefully he can play like Altidore. Like. Yeah. Oh. As a well, player. yeah. Well, I mean, we don't have to worry statement. about national team stuff at least. So. That's true. Yeah. 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 Fucking. Um, <laughs> Unless he like plays with Ham as a you know like. Last thing uh, I want to say about Parker before we move on to Goat Woat. Uh, I felt unu- by the second half, I felt unusually confident on set pieces, uh, oh. which I don't think I'd felt before. Oh, because Tim Parker even got his head to a set piece, and I was like, oh, when's the last time a center back has done that for but us? But Tijuana gave up taking long corners yeah. at about, what, the 60-minute mark? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anyone do that against us before. It might be playing to Tijuana's strengths and MLS teams tend to favor set pieces pretty heavily, especially when playing us. But I've never I've never seen a team give up like that on, on set pieces. It also looked like there was, a, I think it was pretty clear at that point, it was a pretty decent size advantage. Yeah. yeah. So I, they probably just felt it just wasn't even, it was just pointless at that point. They just yeah. were going to get beat in the air pretty much every time. And we didn't bring Rivas, so. That's true, yeah. <laughs> How tall is Rivas? He's got to be. Know. Uh, I think he's around six foot. Really? I don't know. I, I could I look thought it up, he was shorter. Yeah, but, I don't. He, he seems bigger than he is, probably, just because of the amount. We're, of I'm going to see him in person. Yeah, he's just be a scrawny guy. I'm like, yeah. this is. Oh, <laughs> he's five eight. Wow, no, really? he's not. According to Wikipedia, uh, Wikipedia's lying. Yeah, I'm he, five eight. There's no way. <laughs> he's, what do they have as his weight? As his weight, though, <laughs> they have. Uh, well, one fifty. Right? I don't think they 150 have one fifty on the official site. Yeah, there's which is five eight one fifty. I don't think know it's when that was measured. I'm pretty sure they're only talking about his torso below. Oh my god. Um, let's go to goat so that we don't have like a eight hour episode. Yeah. Okay. Can we have like an alternate goat? Other yeah. So Connor laid my I was regular goat. I was and then. <laughs> oh my god. So I was joking on Twitter, but I decided I'm not. I'm not actually joking. Wotus just canceled for this week. Yeah. Um, I'm not giving a Wotus. So in place of Wotus, I'm, I'm gonna do goat and an honorable goat. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, it's easy because it's robust. Okay. How about? Okay. How about? Goat and then goat. you can only choose one of those yeah, two. Yeah, goat who and then goat who is not one of those two. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you have first, second, and the third. Yeah. So huh. I, I guess should we just fill it out? Robles and BWP for goat. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. And then right, so honorable mention goat. Uh, I I think just because uh, he was such a pleasant surprise, I'm gonna give it to Flo. Flo. Oh, okay. Oh, Flo, interesting. Right. I really like that uh, he stepped up when he needed to. I'm I'm gonna try to nip this in the bud right now. We cannot call him Flo because I'll only be reminded of progressive commercials. That is true. Yeah, I didn't like it when Jesse said it either. Uh, Florian Flo. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's kind of nice. Guys, no. Flo. No. Actually, wasn't trying to. <laughs> it's like making long puns. It's so yeah, easy. It's like you don't it's even like realize even it. Funny. Until He's not even hour. that tall though. You just, you just. It's like the, you know, oh. unusual suspects. You just drop the mug an hour later. You're like, oh my god, I've been saying long puns this entire episode. <laughs> uh, I, I think I'll just say that um, 
when Shutkowski got injured, uh, I it just kind of was like you know the fear that we talked about last episode of mm-hmm. like Felipe yeah. not being there yeah. and this like depth in a position we just like had been so reliable in mm-hmm. it not being there or like the idea of it not being well, there. Well, apparently it's there. It, it, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's just that like you have this fear that okay, who's going to step up? And it mm-hmm. happened to be. Florian Velo. Yeah. Florian Velo, and, 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 and I think he, Caceres. I think he did the job, right. and, and uh, I'm, I'm, it, it kind of it quelled some doubts. Yeah, there was a point floating around on Twitter praising the Rebels specifically for uh, taking our USL team seriously because I think it's undeniably true that if we do not have a serious USL team, Florian Velo and Aaron Long are not there last night to be an incredibly important. Do players. you think if Dallas had a USL team, they wouldn't sign all their homegrown players to the first team all oh, the time? Oh yeah, it, it gives them a home for. You Why know, don't they have one? I don't know. It probably because the investment's pretty big. Because I mean, like, how many of these two teams have already folded? Yep. Yeah, that's true. But they have the academy to like. That's yeah. To, I don't. To, I could stand it up. But they I still have assume. to like organize an entire team. You know, like I, I assume it costs significant more money overhead. Well, well yeah. yeah. I mean, Jesse's he's met. He's brought up. You know, he's been asked about that, and he right. said it's it's an investment cost millions. Yeah. So I, that's what kind of one of one of the reasons why I chuckle when people call you know the team cheap. It's a well perspective. You know, you yeah. Invested in other places. Exactly. Right? Like just because you know, just because you're not spending it the way you want the team. Right. Uh, to spend it, you know, dropping in ten, fifteen million dollars, and you know, some yeah. random players, and signing big name, the big names doesn't mean you're cheap. You're just like you said, you're, you're investing it differently, and yeah. it, it's a it's a very big. We're expense. investing it differently. Not all teams are doing that. I mean, our academy <laughs> yeah. is yeah. basically underwritten by right. the Asga at this point. Like every, that probably helped us recover some costs, but right. we're still probably in the red. And Tyler Adams, when, Soon, when he yeah. goes, yeah, yeah, it'll be the same yeah. thing. I mean, we also saw Josie, right? But he wasn't part of the academy. No, <clears throat> we've probably spent that. We've spent that money by yeah, now. Yeah. Um, um, I will give mine to um, I. I thought honestly, I thought that Amir uh, played really well. I thought yeah. that Mario had a very like he was an outlet, which was weird because you know he's a right back, um, but he often found himself with the ball bombing up on the right. I think that gave us a lot of uh, it, it let us l- lose pressure from um, Tijuana, and you know I, I think that he had a very strong game as well. I think he was very tuned in, zoned in, good defensively, as well as being available to just run with his speed that I honestly didn't expect from this have, game. Have Mario and Taxi been in form at the same time? <laughs> like, like, honestly, I don't know. Because, like, can you imagine if, like, both of them are, are in, in their best form? And they can whip in crosses at any point. Yeah, like yeah. that that's that's super. Especially unusual. that specific taxi cross that just like curves in behind the defenders. Yeah. Oh. We can just you know keep missing the strikers and make the wrong runs day after day, but yeah. they just ping it back and forth yeah. to yeah. each other. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's a good point. I feel like when taxi was hottest last year, Mario was pretty out of form, and and when Probably Mario was best, taxi was gone because one of them was playing, playing out of position. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, cool, Fernando. You got you got a non BWP Robles goat. Yeah, I think. Goatist. Um, I mean, yeah, I think he, I think it would be between uh, Taxi and um, and Mario. I'm gonna give it a Taxi. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for the well. same reasons. I mean, one thing about about the Iwana is they're they like to play kind of spread out, um, and they like to you know switch a lot. So it it required uh, both Tax and Maria to be very very strong on on the outside, and I think they did a really good job about that. Um, they they you know they seem very composed. At no point do they seem rattled, especially towards the end where 
you know, this team kind of has a history of exactly. choking. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, and they never, they, they, you know, they, they didn't let it bother them. So, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to Taxi. Cool. Can I give a shout out? Sure. To Jesse for making good substitutions. Um, both Tyler and Danny were on yellow cards. Mm-hmm. He put in Derek Etienne, who I thought was a smart decision because he can just kind of run at people. Mm-hmm. He can run behind the line. He can kind of dribble. Um, and, yeah, Adams was a little hot-headed, so I was worried about him getting suspended. Also looked a little tired. Yeah, uh, That's a game note. I should say that uh, Adams does get a yellow card, so he's suspended for the next match. Um, but I guess we can talk about that more when we talk about Portland. Uh, he's suspended from the next CCL match, I should right. clarify. Um, I'm going to go with Taxi as well mm. as my uh, next level goat. goatist. Um, we always settle on fullbacks on this segment. Kind of, yeah. I think in, I feel less uh, bashful about it this time, though. Yeah. I feel like this is this is really uh, well-earned. But I think fullbacks are so crucial to how the team plays, especially in that... Our uh, team plays, yeah. Yeah, I especially with, with that whatever formation they use. You know, they used a lot last season. The 3-3-3-1? Yeah, 3-3-3-1, 5-4-1. I guess it kind of depends on, you mm-hmm. know... Where they are, um, as you know, the attack or defending, but yeah, the the, the fullbacks are, are super important. Mm-hmm. So they they do a lot of more dirty work and a lot more important work than I think people realize. And they, they push so far up too that they have to be so athletic. And yeah. then uh, that's a I hate to bring him Ziza, but that's part of the reason why I think he was unfairly criticized a lot. It's not that he sucks; it's just he's just not a good fit. He any yeah. any time my debate with someone with, with you know another <clears throat> fan, even within you know within his fan base about the system, he's a perfect example. You have to get people that fit your system. And he's versatile, and he did good, but he was he was asked a lot, a lot more than I think he was uh, capable a lot of times. But you know what? He he never flinched, and he did what he had to do. Tell him how you feel, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Honestly, because you know, like Zizzo, like rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> Always love you. I mean, he doesn't get the respect he deserves in Atlanta. I think we 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 can all accept that. And um, they got the karmic justice for it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So huge, huge, huge two zero win. In Tijuana, we're going to play the uh, home leg next Tuesday. Uh, obviously, we strongly, strongly encourage everyone to get out there just as much. Like, how? Even if you have a decision between Saturday or Tuesday, like, go to Tuesday. Um, oh, yeah, ticket, easy. Tickets are only $15. Anywhere. Uh, anywhere in the stadium. <laughs> um, we're going to be there. It's going to be it's going to be crazy. Um, cool. Now to pivot, I think, if we can, to a more, more general offseason uh, discussion with Fernando. Fernando, you have a pinned tweet on your profile in Twitter <laughs> that I want to start with. We're uh, dated November 8th, where you say, offseason predictions, Sasha Cleston traded, Robles and BWP stay, Colin, Paranel, Zizzo, Ba, Duca, Gorella, Verone, Allen, Abong, and Arun Basuevic all gone. Two new attackers, new attackers, and a surprise exit is either Davis or Etienne. I gotta say, that's like, uh, it's like what, like nine out of ten things, right? That's very, that's very impressive. That's kind of scary. When was that? <laughs> Sorry, when, when was that dated? November eighth. Wow. Not only that, he also did Kaku Watch. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Busy off season for you. The only, the only thing I got wrong was. Uh, was Colin and, and then the surprise exit so far? So, yeah. yeah well, I gotta say, you know, if we'd done this a week, if we had done this conversation a week ago, I'd have been like, yeah, Colin wasn't really right. But now that we have Parker, you know, 
even even if we don't actually cut him or something, it's you're on to something. He's basically been <laughs> sidelined, so I feel like that's that's half credit. Yeah. I would give. I gotta say, for dinner, I remember you mentioning last year that you said Sasha was gone, like pretty early. Like it was like during the like season. in Jan, like in no, January. I I think I actually mentioned it when I was. When I when I when I first called in, yeah, yeah, yeah last I, time, yeah, I think I and, said, and like at to, like like at a certain point, like in the off season or like toward the end of the season, I just took it as fact. Like, <laughs> oh, you <laughs> called in at the end of this the the, the season, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I, I just I remember uh, that you saying that, and I was like, yeah, that just makes that so, makes much, so sense. much sense. He's gone. He's totally gone. And then it just like all the rumors started happening, and then it just like one thing led to another, and he was gone. It's so funny you mentioned. Yeah, that you so were long pivotal ago. to this entire fan base being like. Oh yeah, of course Sasha Question's gonna leave. No one took that as a surprise. You called you except shot. for everyone outside of the RBNY media circle. Yeah, yep. I, I think it just goes to the to it, it kind of t- comes along with the Tijuana game where most people, even people who follow MLS, have absolutely no idea when it comes to anything uh, with this team. Whether it's I think tactically, like it's been really that's a recurring bad theme it this is, year, yep. isn't it? Like we've talked about this every episode so far. Yeah. In yeah, the last three months it's been real bad. I, I that I, Sam Sietzko. Stay school. Yeah, yeah. His, his article. Yeah, just... it's just not on. But um, so I guess I'm I'm curious on your thoughts on the question trade, even though it happened like a month ago. Like, uh, you know, based on the results so far, do you think it's born fruit? What do you think about the like what we got in return? I don't know, all of it. It's it's a frustrating it's a frustrating topic because it, at least on Twitter, and I'm not even gonna touch Facebook. Like <laughs> <laughs> but on on Twitter, You're a mod man. <laughs> I think the the appropriate disdain for his subjects. I don't see the issue. Um, yeah, I, it just it sucks because there's a very clear divide. I think within the fan base, people who think it was incredibly stupid to get rid of him, and people who are like, "Yeah, this makes sense because Sasha sucks." And then there's a couple people kind of in the middle, and and people in his fan base have to understand. That things are going to be done, I guess, a little unorthodox. You know, every team has their system, every team has their style, every team has their thing. And you're going to, as a manager, as a sporting director, your job is to get everyone you possibly can to fit that. And the reality is, Sasha did not fit anymore. It's it's really, anyone who understands how this team is supposed to play, I think that was very clear. It doesn't mean that Sasha sucks, though. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean he didn't have a good year. He did have a good year. You don't have 17 assists and not have a good year. Yeah. None of those were direct, but... And I'm using the first one to, to bring Three that up. Three of them were direct. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the thing is, even even with just, okay, you know, let you know half of his of his uh, assists were actual direct assists, it just shows how crucial he was to the attack. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you understand a system, you know that's almost not good. You know, you know that you can't just have one player as the heart and soul of the attack. When mm-hmm. Sasha didn't have a good game... Or when he was literally not there because he got you know himself kicked out of the game during the halftime of, of the most important game of the year, the attack dies and that's not good. The other thing too is he just he took Jersey down with him to be fair. He did, <laughs> he did. Um, but I, I think like if you look at at the team in 2015 and then compared to 2017, the biggest difference was the speed of play. Yeah, how good they were in transition. Sasha was a little more athletic. I, it's the high press is no joke. I wish people understood how hard it was. I, I can. I need to pull a, a list of all the, the the times I've heard, you know, the players, especially the older ones, bring up that you know this is this is the, training is harder than the game itself. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think that's just a testament to how tough it is, and you know that takes a toll on your body. 
and especially you know my biggest criticism with Jesse is the lack of rotation. When you have Sasha play pretty much every single game, that's going to take a toll on him. Yeah. So I think if you look at 2015 to 2017, again the biggest differences is how how slower they played, how slower they were in the transition, and if your whole the whole point of the high press is is, is to press counter score quick bang bang yeah. in and out. Go watch Salzburg, watch Leipzig. It's 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 pretty it's pretty obvious how they want to play. And in 2017, they just they just did not have that. The yeah. amount of times that they won the press and 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 it just died. Mm-hmm. How many times did you say last season to me, Sam? This press looks really slow right now, doesn't it? It doesn't seem as high as it was before. Yeah. Oh my God. Every well, it was like in between anxiety attacks in the South Ward. <laughs> just like yeah incoherent shouting and then every once in a while talking about how frustrating it looked on the field. I feel like the training videos this year were unusually explicit where yeah. they, they included some clips of Jesse saying like, you this know, is the this is the not hardest going, thing or this is not going to be necessarily pretty or something, and, you know, that whole extent, which uh, we did not see in years previous, I think. Um, but I mean, can you imagine Sasha on the field last Tuesday? I can't really. No. We would, I'm telling you right now, if, if, and I'm, I'll even bring, you know, I'll even bring Dax in there. If Dax and Sasha are on that field, we get obliterated. We get absolutely destroyed. I'm, I mean, it would have been, it would have been really, really bad. Yeah. Because I just don't think they have that physical, um, that work rate needed for for a game like that. They just, they just, I don't, I honestly don't think they would have been able to handle it. What Which do you is, think about what we got in return for Sasha? Oof. So. I think people spend too much time worrying about. Um, a direct return and when it comes to this league and how it's structured and all the stupid rules that are in it you really can't do that mm-hmm. um yeah i guess it's 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 easy to say you know we, we got redding and and um rivas uh, redding and rivas uh, uh for for sasha that's that's clearly not an even trade especially since we gave them money because you know rivas is obviously a backup and redding is kind of just you know Lingering around, probably going to be in, in Rebel 2, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. But it's addition by it's subtraction. that way. I think when we first signed them, we were kind of like, oh, is this going to be our third center back? Honestly. But I think it's people who like went and saw FIFA ratings. Honestly. <laughs> it could have Because you just see somebody, I think he's like, what, a 67 or a 68 on FIFA? Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like that type of fan with that expectation. Or if you it's look that, at his... That you're going to you're going to break into the, to the starting line. Or if you look at his minutes played yeah, for... Yeah, if you look at his games played and minutes played for last year... You might assume, and I, I you know, I probably or did per, this. Perhaps a combination that he was a legit the two guy, in some yeah. capacity. Yeah. But like the, the way I look at it is, is again, you have to look at it in the context of the league and, and how the league structure, but also how the team wants to play. So I don't think, like I honestly think Jesse at the end of the year was like, okay, we're trading Sasha. Period. Like he's just not going to be a part of the team for 2018. That's it. What they get for it, let's just do the best we can. And he he mentioned a couple times that you know they learned he learned his lesson from the Dax trade so you know they they let him get some input on where he would end up which I think is key because could they theoretically have gone gotten a, be, a quote unquote better return I'm sure they could I, we don't we don't of course don't know mm-hmm. but uh, I don't remember if it was flat out said or was insinuated but um, actually I think Jesse flat out said that there were like two teams in the West Coast. 
that Jesse, uh, that yeah. that Sasha flat out said no. Yeah, on an yeah. extra time interview, he said there was one team who, yeah, he frankly wasn't interested yeah. in. And yeah, and I and I'm pretty sure Minnesota, the initial Minnesota. Yeah, I think <laughs> yeah. they're yeah. I they're, said West Coast though. Maybe it was just West well, Coast. I, I think it could have been misconstrued. Yeah. Well, wasn't okay. re, wasn't Salt wasn't Rio uh, also kind of in mm. in the chatter too? I think it was. Yeah, maybe there was a second. There was a second West I Coast. I always thought I was going to say he could have been reunited, but he never played with Petke. So, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> true. So that's the thing. It's like. Again, you, you can't just look at it as just direct direct. So Jesse could have easily said, you know what, I don't care where you want to or not want to go. We're going to get the best return we possibly can. Who knows? Maybe Minnesota was willing to give us, you know. Christian uh, Ramirez. Yeah, or and, and money. Like, you have no idea. I mean, hey, he's pretty much sitting on the bench and we still got a striker. So who knows? Maybe that was something actually on the table. We have no yeah. idea. So. Je- uh, uh, because Sasha had input in this, we, they may very well have sacrificed something in return just to make Sasha happy, which I think is commendable. I mean, that's people destroyed such uh, 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 Jesse last year for how he traded Dax, yeah. justifiably so. So that's one part of it. But I think the biggest part is the fact that again, Flata he just doesn't he does he just doesn't fit, and you have yeah. to build your team to how you feel is going to play the way you want to play. Do yeah. you think Felipe had to? To go to Vancouver? Hmm. Probably well, I not. Don't know. I don't Hon- we were after Parker. Honestly, I don't think he cares. Huh. I'm going to be honest. I honestly don't think Felipe cares because he's already bounced around a lot. And if and if you if you look at some of his posts, and, and I don't want to sound stalkerish, but even his wife, yeah, they seem very excited. Like, they're all in with Vancouver. They're like, this is our the next chapter of our life. It is what it is. I think they understand the nature of the sport, especially yeah. the context of this, of this league. So I don't really think he cared. I mean, he's been to Canada before. Yeah. Yeah. At least yeah. Vancouver is warmer is than... Canadian. That's right, yeah. You know, so at least it's warmer than you know, Montreal. He's got a pretty oh, yeah, sweet, we, sweet deal, too, right? We sent him to a pretty city. That helps. He gets his, uh, there, I think he, in his contract, I mean, we're paying down his contract. So whatever it is, it's the TAM that we're sending over. See, yeah. that I don't, I don't, don't think, think that. So? No, I don't think it works like that. So th- well, I, maybe not directly, but I think like in in the sense that the money that we bring over to Vancouver allows them to maybe flex different money and, and give him a better contract than he would have gotten otherwise. Poss- possibly, but the thing with with Tam is you could only use you could only use Tam for a player that would be a DP. I think Felipe is making DP money. Uh, no, no, no. He's making he like four hundred thousand dollars. That's right? not DP no. money. He's that's like, DP money. No, it's no DP. It's like five hundred thousand dollars is the threshold. Yeah, you just said four hundred thousand. Well, I mean, like Quick that was maths. last. That was last year. <laughs> two plus two equals four. Yeah. Uh, that was last year's uh, players but association he, thing. But obviously, those things are always wrong too. But not only that, but there's there's another part of the TAM rule that's I fucking hate these rules. There's another <laughs> part of that. So if you want to pay down an existing player's contract, oh, that's right. You're right. You yeah, have yeah. to bring you have in to somebody get else. Or you also have to like redo the contract or something through the league. No, you don't have to redo it. You just have to sign someone else equal or higher value, like that same transfer See, window. This is this is good because I feel like people have this misconception. I've had it. We've discussed this on Facebook before. <laughs> I, it's I, I think it's just very difficult to understand these rules. So I'm yeah. glad that you're you're bringing that up. Yeah, the the, the rules. Have the, you considered going to law school? <laughs> <laughs> Um, the, the rules, the rules are interesting because I, I feel like, I feel like the rules have caused quite a bit more heartbreak. I think with this fan base than otherwise, if if these rules weren't in place. Like honestly, I think I think a world exists where these stupid rules don't exist. Where you know what, you, the league folds after five years though. Yeah, <laughs> probably. But I, I think I think for example, Dax. 
you know, you walk up to Dax. Dax, I think, was pretty understanding of the direction he want with his youth. And you go up to him and say, look, you're going to, you're not going to be the starter. Adams is going to be the, the starter. And you know what? You keep him. You can keep him. But you can't under the context of the rules because you, you have salary caps to worry about. Uh-huh. You have, you mm-hmm. know, uh, there's just so many, all these stupid different rules you have to factor in. You know, uh, uh, the senior roster, supplemental roster, reserve roster. There's so many different parts to, to building a team in this league outside of just signing people like everywhere else does. Right. You have to take those in, things into consideration. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's easier to sunset a player like that in Europe. You can pay yeah. Ryan Giggs a shit ton of money yeah. and have him barely play. Exactly. So it, that's just a reality that doesn't exist in this league. So if you have someone who you know is is worth money, who is older, who's not going to fit how you want to play, as good as they may be, you have to do what you have to do to to, to bring someone in and get whatever you can get. Again, I, I you know kind of circling back to, to to Sasha, I honestly don't think not that Jesse didn't care what he got. He, I think the most important thing was he just got rid of him. He, yeah. he, he just sent him off. And, and look, getting someone like Revis as, as, as a backup is not a bad thing. He didn't do that well in Orlando, but let's be honest, the coaches there suck. And Orlando kind of sucked. Yeah. They don't yeah. now this year, but right. you know they just haven't been a good team. The thing that I liked about the Rivas acquisition was that once he got here, Dennis and Jesse both immediately emphasized environment for him. And how, like, they basically want to foster him and give him a better environment to grow into a better player. And that how they, they didn't think that was happening in Orlando. Because I feel like you see it happen um, with, with Owen Coyle in Houston. It happened a lot where he arrived and he was, like, kind of doing the, uh, you know, uh, bad cop coach thing. Where it's like, all right, son, like, I need to get the best out of you. Like, you're on the clock. And I think... Jesse and Dennis did, you know, a good job of noticing, like, no, that's not what this player needs right now. We need to give him time and space to grow into. And I think it's a win-win, you know. And we clearly have been successful at, like, developing these players. Like, look at Aaron Long, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's the right it's the right place to have younger players. Yeah. And I think it, the same thing applies to Reading, too. You, you're yeah. investing in two players that have tremendous upside. And I think that Jesse and, and the staff are very confident they can get there with these and, two. And- Certain people have different learning curves. Certain people learn things faster than others. Just, there's nothing wrong with with you know the 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 chance that Reading just kind of isn't understanding or isn't fully you know kind of getting into the system. There's nothing wrong with that. It, it's it's fine because we have a reserve team that he can go down to just like we're look. Amir went down for like what half a season last year. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was horrendous in his first couple of uh, yeah. in his first couple appearances. And look at him now. So having that luxury of of building an environment that that suits um, you know development and having an actual second team to develop who plays just the way you want to play, um, it makes it easier, it makes that transition easier. So there, there's, I think it's perfectly fine for who, who they got. We got a center back that we needed, and we don't know what's going to happen you know going down in the future. There's always some some crazy you know I'm sure someone's going to go down with a hamstring injury. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so having someone like look, we still have Fidel. It already happens. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, but yeah. we we have Fidel still. You know, we have we now have Redding. Uh, we have Endom, who's who's there. So we have options. So before we move on to MetroFan TV, um, I guess what what are some like key pieces or key things you're looking forward to this season, or, or that you think will be crucial as team success? Man, I'm so excited. I've never been this excited for this season. <laughs> I think this is. I think this really is the season that that. 
I don't think they're fully, fully there in terms of, of the roster that I think fits exactly how they want to play, but damn, it's close. It's it's definitely the closest it's ever been. See, I'm going to blame you for getting me this hype about this season <laughs> because the way that you've been talking about everything, like, I, I, I just, like, I'm totally on board. I've been looking at everyone. I'm just like, yes, this is it. I'm, it's, it's awesome. I'm so happy right now. And I, I think it's, like, I think we both have this similar kind of optimism when it comes to this team, I, I, like, um, which is... I don't know why after all of these years. I think I sp- people are feeling it. But I think people are feeling it. Especially, I think it's Kaku. Honestly, it's it's Kaku, right? Because, I, like, how know, much money do we spend on Kaku? Oh, my I, God. We I, haven't even talked about Kaku yet. <laughs> oh, my God. I think that's part – I think that – I think that is part of it, though, because I, I think it I think it showed that – Ambition. So, yeah. So, like, there's, there's of course, a narrative that the team is cheap. But then there's the other – there was the other narrative where – you know, oh, they're not being cheap. They're just, you know, they're just intelligently buying, you know, inexpensive guys. But I think that move showed that they really, really, really just have a vision and they're sticking to it. And they will get anyone who fits that vision, whether it's someone from the academy or some six million dollar dude from from Argentina. And I yeah. think that's great because to me, that just that that cements in my in my opinion. That it's very, very clear that they know exactly what they want to do. It doesn't mean it's right. Doesn't mean it's the best. It's the best option. But I think for the first time in the many, 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 many years I've been following this, uh, I've been following this team, and I have very, I remember have very clear visions of, of being in Giant Stadium when I was a kid. This is the first time I can say they have a real, real tangible thing you can, you can see. You know, there, there's a real vision there. It's taken time. I think it's taken longer than it should have. I think the whole Jesse and Ali thing set the team back about a year, um, but I think this is the first year where where we're really going to see it. I think. Um, How much Spanish did you pick up doing during Kaku Watch? Yeah, is what you yeah. Mean. So it's funny. <laughs> so it's funny because I actually can't speak Spanish. My my, it's it's I am not remotely fluent to Spanish, but I understand it very well and I can read it very well. One day I'll understand why that is, and and I'll be fluent. <laughs> but until then, no. I feel like that's not uncommon. Yeah, I'm kind no, of like that with like Korean, Korean a little yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah, it's a especially with Puerto Ricans, it's it's kind of a common thing. Okay. Yeah. Usually. Um, but but um, did you pick up any like Argentinian slang on the way? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I picked up a couple. <laughs> I definitely did. I do. We do get. Uh, I think we have a Urukan account that follows us now. <laughs> yeah, 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 that guy's awesome. He's he's funny. He, I'm telling you, he was a person that made me realize that 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 Huracan's Twitter is basically just the Argentine RBNY Twitter. Yeah. yeah, the memes are just they're great. They, they, I would love to like see just spirits. a lot of Argentinian food discussion go on. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they're just which, which I apologize for, Fernando. I didn't make you pancakes or what uh, you call um, flappies. 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 Yeah, sorry. I'm glad I finally know what Atletico flappy sauce is though, because I did I did miss the threatened question. I'm joining the supporters group. <laughs> are you kidding me we have pancakes for the tailgate every time is this is the 18th sub fracture of yes <laughs> i was at work one day and i was in a meeting and i just was not paying attention at all i just didn't care and i went to just like some free logo site i'm like this logo actually has pancakes in it <laughs> holy shit and i just ran with it um, so, I mean, I think now we can pivot. Like, yeah. you are obviously the, um, a mod of probably the, the, the worst cesspool on Facebook, <laughs> which is New York Red Bulls discussion group. You clearly have distaste for some of these people. <laughs> so why on earth are you putting them on camera? <laughs> <laughs> um, so to frame this as well, this is Metro Fan TV, right? The project that yeah. is Metro Fan TV. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, we, we actually 
we actually don't know exactly who we're going to be putting on there yet. Um, we actually have to... Have you talked to Robbie? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think... I think some of the I think some of the takes in in, uh, in Facebook, even if they are bad, I think they're framed in ways that at least make some kind of compelling debate. Um, some of them are just absolutely fucking absurd, like you know, <laughs> saying that the game on Saturday is more important than a game on on sun, on Tuesday because more you know, the attendance is going to be better, so there's more revenue. I don't give a shit about that. Like yeah. nobody yeah. outside of like four people in that entire organization should care about that. Like seriously um but no i i think even on even on twitter there's there's definitely some people yeah. who are on polar opposites of of where they feel this uh, the club is at the direction and and kind of just everyday game to game kind of stuff so I, I we have to be careful and make sure we don't get just complete absolute horseshit right um and there's definitely plenty of that <laughs> on both fronts but uh well, yeah news is that you, you can record as much as you want and then edit it exactly out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and and i'm sure there's there's got to be um you know some some line you know we, we, we can't have yeah. i guess people just right yeah you know. well so, the thing that i'm glad about that you're doing this is that we never have to make video content now <laughs> <laughs> so if we can i would give you a chance to just more clearly like so what what is uh metro fan tv describe the project to us so we definitely don't want it to just be a carbon copy of of, of arsenal fan tv that's that's actually one of the most important things we don't want to happen the interview the, po- the pre-game interviews the the, the post-game interviews are obviously going to be the center point um i'm hoping to possibly do something where we can do uh uh some some halftime interviews and call them the halftime hot takes okay um with the hope that someone says something really dumb and then it doesn't <laughs> happen at all and then re-interview them for the post-game and it's like so you were saying <laughs> um but th- that's gonna be a little tricky but uh yeah so it, it's it's you know the whole idea of uh, for the fans, by the fans, we, we really want that to be the focal point. Um, we feel like there's a lot of different uh, different parts of this fan base, and I, I think it's we need something maybe to kind of just string everything together, get the uh-huh. get the fans a little more involved in the team that they follow outside of just reading stuff. You know, like be involved. You know, hop on interview, uh, send in some content. Um, we do have stuff planned for outside of uh, just interviews. Um, we have like you know one one plan is uh, I don't know what we're gonna call it, but you know because we have a lot of weekend games, maybe like on a Tuesday or Wednesday, just you know have a couple couple of people meet up at a at a diner and kind of just like a, a food roundtable. You know RBI RBNY Twitter food uh-huh. uh, meets you know game analysis. All right, uh, you know stuff like that. Um, is we, it is it gonna be like that JB Smooth? Uh, show on MSG where he just eats dinner with people. Maybe it could be something like that. I feel like BWP would have always been a good guest for that. I mean, he's an MSG <laughs> athlete. Why not? You know? But it can only be pizza, pepperoni yeah. pizza. Is that a BWP thing? Does he like he pepperoni pizza? He was on that pizza, pizza yeah. video where Sasha said he'd have there like, was like that what, MLS chicken and jalapenos video. or something. Yeah, some oh, MLS freaking. video. They did like a, I don't remember like, this at all. For, like favorite, like your favorite pizza, huh. and they just went around with, like different players, oh, okay. like like the best, like, you know, like most notable player from every team, and then Bradley goes to Bradley. And he's just right. like, oh, I love pizza. And then Sasha. Just said some fuckboy shit, so like, <laughs> it's like uh, grilled chicken and with and jalapeno, jalapeno like peppers or and, some shit. Yeah. Like, just like, how did we have him on this team for that? By, long? by yeah. the end of this season, we're gonna have photoshopped Sasha out of all the photos. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's really going that way. The dreaded revisionist Sasha question. Um, cool. Well, um, so uh, I don't know. Do you are you, are you looking for input? Are you looking to solicit? 
uh, like takes or like you know videos or emails or anything to Metro Fan TV. Are you looking forward to Alex saying fan blood a lot? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so so that that's one of the things we have to you know, again we have a couple of different segments we we have uh, we have lined up but we have to um, kind of it's going to take a little bit of time to really figure out exactly what uh, what works. Um, one of the things I'm I'm working on now that I'm I'm hoping to get done <laughs> it needs to get done before Saturday is you know our first uh, first official promo video, which is going to be nothing but uh, you know fan fan sent content. We actually got some pretty cool stuff. Cool. Um, but I am basically now on the fly teaching myself how to edit videos, which awesome. is not as fun as I thought it would be. <laughs> it just takes um, so long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's going to be cool though. But I I, I kind of like that concept of um, you know maybe every game or every couple of a uh, couple of games just have people send in you know their their day to day stuff and kind of just you know put a montage together and and, and kind of just show it. Um, uh, you know, just show different you know different perspectives of people. You know, they're just it's a decent size arena and everyone kind of has their own perspective whether you're. I kind of picked up on, on that actually in, in the Facebook group. Uh, there, there's definitely little subgroups of of people who you know kind of sit you know they've been sitting around each other for a long period of time. They've kind of developed their own relationships. Yeah. So you know maybe just get some some fan submissions from like those kind of people inside the stadium, definitely. outside the stadium. Um, we want to uh, we want to kind of highlight some some places nearby in, in Harrison and Newark area, you know, different restaurants, and maybe just, you know, do a call out for a couple of people to meet wow, us. Wow, going all in on the food thing. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, just meet up with some random, you know, random people yeah. who wants to meet up and, and just, you know, have conversations. Um, what else? Uh, we're going to have, this is going to require something from the team to hopefully get some kind of photo pass, but um, I want, we want to start recording the South Ward and kind of start, you know, uh, cataloging, you know, the different, you know, South Ward songs and stuff like that. Um, that'd be a cool project. Yeah, yeah, that'd, that'd be sure, awesome. All the fans were like, "How does this song go?" <laughs> or even when I try to look up yeah. lyrics to hammer something down, the resources are they're kind of out there, but they're they're scattered across a lot of places. It would be nice yeah. to have a Some central deep, deep searching yeah. required. Yeah, yeah, and it'd be good because I mean it's it's a place where where casuals can start possibly picking up on on uh, definitely on the uh, <clears throat> on some of the songs. Um, and yeah, just again, just to kind of get you know some of the, just uh, the usual casual fans involved more and and. This team is going all in on youth, not just on the field, but off the field. I mean, uh-huh. We kind of lightly talked about that, uh, on that you know, when I called them before, but that's that's big. They're really targeting yeah. that, that young demographic, so I think that's kind of the, the, the people that we want to have on there to, again, kind of get them connected, a little more involved outside of just going to the game and, and you know yeah. going home. I think cool. a good quality video is also just an infinitely more tasteful way of doing that than a song sheet yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and we're well i don't give a crud what you have to think about that <laughs> so uh awesome well i really look forward to it we're definitely gonna uh keep everyone posted make sure to to you know retweet and all that uh to wrap up i think we got a couple questions uh specifically sent in for for your interview um, so we got one from uh, Javier Bocanegra. No, but no one ever actually emails us, so this is big for us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the uh, email is: What year of uh, what year has the team been the most talented, in your opinion, and why? Mm. Not counting this one. Yeah. He doesn't say. I think that's a valid option if you want to go with it. Oh man. Um. Talented, I get. It's a t- yeah. Talented is a tough criteria. It is because I mean, Henri, Cahill, Rafa. Yeah, I mean we we've had some. See the thing is we've had a lot of 
you know, out of a roster of, you know, 25, 30 people, yeah, we've had, you know, three or four at a time that were just, that were great. It's the other, you know, 20 to 25 that weren't right. so, so well. So, I, I mean, overall talented, I would honestly have to say it's 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 going to be this year. Right. I honestly think this is the, the, the deepest, the deepest team, um, uh, the deepest team this team's ever had, yeah. uh, the deepest roster. And I th- think the most, I would argue the most talented. So, I think... Maybe a way to think about that is that for the middle range guys, I feel like our or this team's Joel Lindpair is Daniel Royer, and I think Royer is a better player than Lindpair was. I yeah. think that's a, like, it's yeah, a good yeah. point to point comparison. That's, that's yeah. 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 Although I say if individual talent, um, like I'm considering BWP our goat right now, right? Like yeah. the greatest player that's ever played for the New York Red Bulls. I would say 2014 in terms of individual talent. Like, yeah. Been, yeah. Like yeah. We we had we've had. We've had better individually talented players, but I think we have a larger collection of individually right. talented players this year than before. Right. It also depends if you view like Cahill having accumulated like talent over his entire career, right, whether that right, counts. Right, right. But like, exactly. you know, was he really that? I don't know. I, I think we all get it. All right. So, second question uh, from Gustavo Gonzalez. Uh, the subject is Caceres. Uh What is the over under on Caceres starting for this team by late summer? I feel like it's going to happen. Injuries uh, plus him crushing USL are going to lead to it. So I think I'm interpreting this as like before or after uh, late summer. Is is Caster's going to get a start before or after then? Um, I think around the time of the World Cup, we're going to start seeing him uh, getting integrated with the first team. I, I think he'll definitely get some start. I, I actually think he'll get some starts with uh, uh, during the US Open Cup. I think he's going to be. I think it's be you know inked in for the, the US Open Cup from the beginning, um, but as far as the MLS, I could definitely see him making a jump uh, by the by the summer. He's he's got a lot of talent. He's basically Venezuelan. Venezuela Venezuela Venezuela. He really is. <laughs> I mean, even even from that that, that little uh, kind of hop that uh, the Adams does, uh, I've yeah. caught him doing that too sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So I'm also gonna read uh, Mike Robinson's longer email that we postponed from Monday's recording. Because uh, I think it's also a good tactical question uh, involving uh, Tim Parker. So Mike Robinson writes, uh, Hello, aliens from Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Pod people, get it? No, okay. Uh, <laughs> does the addition of Tim Parker put the Red Bulls in a bit of a tactical bind? I, I, also, I should give, I should make it clear that Mike is the one who said, get it? No, okay, I'm not, I'm not dunking on Mike. Mike said that himself. Uh, does the addition of Tim Parker put the Red Bulls in a bit of a tactical bind? Uh, both Parker and Long are big and slow, which puts them at a disadvantage when dealing with the requisite three to five counterattacks per match faced by gegenpressing teams, although big bodies are great for heading away forced clearances by opponents. Lawrence and Murillo are both strong on the attack, at least when playing internationally, and should be expected to hit uh, plenty of crosses from the end line, especially in what should be a pretty narrow formation. Adams is not a pure destroyer defensive midfielder and cannot be relied upon to to cover the area in front of the center backs and chase down runaway attackers while also contributing to his own team's attack. Where will the speedy chase down defensive support come from? At best, Jesse is holding back one of his fullbacks or removing Adams from the attack. At worst, we're back to the 3-6-1 with Mario or Lawrence tucking inside and out of position which is the right back where which is right back where we started albeit with two generational talents at center backs apologies for the rambling and hope you can glean a question from this um, he sends a add-on 
that says, additionally, the fullbacks tend to get pushed up the field defensively in a gag and press, which is why sh- switching the field is so effective. We already saw a mid-game switch to a 3-5 to man backline against Olympia. Tactics might be fluid, but I'm not sure Parker is the right center back for this team to play a high-energy pressing style to the absolute fullest. Okay, so a lot there. A lot there to digest just by reading the email. But I guess if we can... The, the core point seems about be defensive support, fullbacks, and Tim Parker and how it fits into the gag and press. And Mike is, is skeptical that this will work. Uh, what do we think? I mean, right off the bat, I actually disagree about the speed. Yeah. Long is fast. I think he's faster yeah, than Mario. He might be. I, I his wanted, recovery is... How many times have I phenomenal. told you Long's close-down speed is incredible? Yeah. The just, only times I've ever seen Long get burned is just kind of a reaction thing. He Or yeah. he just was positionally just not physically capable of, of, of maybe making a run. But yeah, Last season, he outran Giovinco. Yeah, like he's long as he's he's fast, man. I I don't yeah I I disagree with that. I think he's going to be the person. I've never seen. I, I don't. I can't remember at least uh, uh, the the first game against Tijuana. I don't. I don't really think Parker really had to sprint that many times. No. Maybe a couple. I of also times, like. But... I couldn't tell you if he has good recovery because I, yeah. I, I didn't watch. I didn't watch Vancouver games. Yeah, I, I need to. I need to see. And it. we played so deep against Tijuana. I don't think that's a good litmus test for that either. Yeah. I mean, I think between Long, Kamar, and Maria, we have so many players who can close down. And Adams, Adams is really fast too. Uh, and now, yeah, the other thing I was going to touch on, Adams is all over the place. All the I time. mean, he has actually tracked back a couple of times. American and Golo Conte. To, yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he has... I have memories of him, you know, tracking back and, and, and covering, you know, the center backs before. So I, I think, generally speaking, he he's he brings up a good point that, um, you know, you, you, I guess, want both your center backs to be a, a bit speedy. And, and I guess Jerry's out on Parker, unless you've actually... I mean, if anyone has seen Parker in Vancouver, go on. But I... <laughs> I've never seen him. I, I have yeah. no recollection of, of any individual moments of him, so I can't say. But I think I mean, I if think you got called up for the national has. team, like there's something there. I actually have a bigger worry with with Redding because he looks really slow. Slow, yeah. He yeah. is like brutally slow, so I can see a concern there. But I don't, I don't, I don't think I actually feel a lot better with uh, with Parker. And and one thing I did notice about Parker is he's good at stopping those moments from even happening. Uh-huh. There was a couple of times where he just physically stopped uh, uh you know kind of a quick counter and yeah. someone even having an opportunity to go by him so yeah. it's going to take i think a, l- a couple of weeks to see how that partnership's going to develop there's a nervous excitement about yeah it. um I, and, and i think there's a, it's a good point like what does our, what's our backline going to look like I, I think that we have the pieces though where we can effectively play four in the back and we don't have to worry or play five in the back out of panic if we want to lock down a game we can throw a rally and call in and we can put five in the back or we could shift Mario in and drop adams as a right back if we need to but i don't think that's and we saw that, that happen already we don't need to do that as maybe like uh, a byproduct of how we want to play someone like sasha like it doesn't have to be like a like it like the strategy going in i don't yeah. think we have to worry about that and 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 two though i just the thing i want to bring up too about this whole three this 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 uh oddball formation that formation was does not happen if Dax is not traded. Mm-hmm. Period. I will fight anyone to the death. <laughs> they do not change that formation if Dax is still on a team. I I, I will refuse. I will not accept that argument. We would be cool. playing the four two three one still. I, I absolutely. Yeah. I mean that this this is the tactical complexity that I think Jesse has tried to put together in 2016 and just couldn't. 
and was able to do in 2017. Uh, yeah. You, you yeah. saw, you know, they with the two striker formation, you know, the the three in the back, five in the back, whatever. This is this is the complexity that I think they've needed. Cool. Well, I think that is a great point to to end on to summarize. Uh, Fernando, thanks so much for coming by. Yeah, I thought it was a for, great chat. Thanks for having me. I had a good yeah, time. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, everyone, please check out MetroFan TV on uh, Twitter. And you guys have Facebook. I, I have to admit, I'm not on Facebook. No, so sure. okay, it, yeah. it just be Twitter or Instagram and, um, and, of course, YouTube. Cool. So keep an eye out for all MetroFan TV uh, products we'll, or content. We'll be we'll, nice we'll, to our man on the discussion group. Yeah. He yeah. does not deserve all he the will, shit he, he will ban you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thanks again. I think I've been blocked by more people than I have. <laughs> <laughs> Sigue tu camino que sin ti me va mejor Ahora tengo a otras que me lo hacen mejor Si antes yo era un hijo de puta, ahora soy peor Ahora soy peor, ahora soy peor por ti Sigue tu camino que sin ti me va mejor Ahora tengo a otras que me lo hacen mejor Si antes yo era un hijo de puta, ahora soy peor Ahora soy peor Ahora soy peor por ti Hoy yo no quiero fumar regular Pégame un cuch que me haga sentir espectacular Para celebrar que ya no estás tú para especular Ni joderme por todos los culos que tengo en el celular Hoy se me ve y se sale Ser buen y fiel ya de nada vale Por mujeres como tú es que dicen Que todos los hombres somos iguales Si no me conoces no me señales Ya yo me conozco tus males Como Héctor el padre Yo salgo pa' la calle con dos mijas normales Yeah It's prediction time at View from 202 for the 2018 So the way this is gonna work We're gonna, similar to last year Run through last year's Eastern Conference table Talk about each team for a little bit and say in or out for the playoffs and then at the end we're all going to summarize what we actually think the standings in the eastern conference is going to be and then we have a couple of red bull specific predictions uh to wrap it all up so last year in 11th place was none other than dc united who uh had 32 points played uh which was equal with the la galaxy for fewest in the league they only escaped the Wooden Spoon by Gold Differential. Uh, not a very good season from DC United. This offseason they've acquired um, a Yamil Assad, really is the biggest name. Yeah. Uh, is there anyone else I'm really forgetting? They've acquired Frederick uh, Briant as well. Um, who is it? Uh, Maddox? Oh, Darren Maddox up top. I forgot about Darren uh, who, <laughs> Cause, like, who real, like, real talk, though, like, are you trying to actually, like, make the playoffs with Patrick Mullins? Or, yeah. Or, or what? Well, but also Darren Maddox, though. Darren Maddox blew a really big one-on-one chance where he had basically the entire field to oh, himself. Oh, I'm not surprised. But yeah. just the fact, like, they yeah. needed to make some point is, the, the DC United's policy of picking up kind of, like, secondhand toys <laughs> from other teams has basically become explicit now. Um, Yamil Assad is like the uh, like best exam or like like the best outcome of this, I think. Where like he's actually a, you know a pretty decent player that Atlanta wanted to re-sign, but it, it's basically become 
explicit that DC's strategy is to let the rest of the league do the scouting, do all the hassle of acquiring guys from that uh, from elsewhere, and then just trade internally for pick a up the scraps. Yeah, um, which uh, has not really worked for them. They did not make the playoffs last year. Um, they've had you know what a fourth played a fourth place finish the year before, but then immediately lost in the playoffs. Um, what do you th- what do you think about DC United this year? Threat? No threat. I don't think they've made enough changes to be a contender. Yeah, they drew 1-1 last yeah. weekend in Orlando. We are slightly cheating this year. We have one week of game games to uh, base to everything off of. But knowing we how... We have not started yet. Know, knowing how small sample sizes work, that actually could... Act- Go the wrong way. Yeah, wrong it could actually us. be worse for us. I, I mean, I think Gamil Assad's a good pickup. Um, I think that DC might end up playing better but they also are just moving into their new stadium i think next year will be their year to really like try to make a mark they do start like 12 or 14 on the road if they get into a hole big they, this hard season, to get out of yeah they've now replaced hamid with usted so they and might, clark they, they might not suffer at goalkeeper as much as you would think but, but yeah i don't see them as a legitimate threat i don't, I don't consider that an upgrade i mean i, I consider it an upgrade from Steve Clark. Yeah. But but I mean, still good. I guess more consistent, less yeah. injury prone, which which is which is maybe a good thing for them, but yeah. I, I don't know. Just because it's DC United, I'll ask, uh what what is your expectation for points against them this year? Us? Yeah. For like it would be a shame if we don't get 9. Right. I mean, I, I have to yeah. agree. I think we'll get like 5. It's gonna be like two bullshit. We're gonna draws. end up with seven. That's what I'm, that's what I'm gonna say. I mean, I think this is like gonna be the big defining factor of the Red Bulls this year is whether they continue to play down to opponents like that. I feel like the, the well, last I, I two think, years that's I, been the fatal flaw. I think we'll have. I think that the season won't be indicative of like the DC games. I just have a feeling there's yeah. gonna just be some fucking nonsense where we end up drawing, and that, that, that's how it's been in the last few seasons anyway. Okay. Give, give up two yeah. goals in three minutes. And you know uh, we 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 lose two points in yeah. the, in like in stoppage time. Like, I'll go it's with like that shit like that. Yeah, you know? I'll go with seven points. So out of the playoffs, DC. Yeah, yeah, out of yeah, playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I got him out of the playoffs as well. Um, tenth place was Orlando City, thirty nine points. Uh, quite the gap from DC. Of course, Orlando's uh, perhaps made the biggest news in the off season, acquiring not only Sasha Kleschen but Justin Miram. And uh, gosh, who else? Like a million people, right? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Sane, new yeah. center back. They uh, also have um, picked up Dom Dwyer at the end of last year, but he, he basically this will be his first full season with them. Uh, Obviously, they still have Joe Bendick. Yeah, uh, good the player. Eggplant. They've also there might be a little bit of addition by subtraction here with getting rid of uh, you know Kaká, which I think. The team was always kind of built around, but he was never actually really healthy. able to be healthy or perform like expected. Kyle Warren is gone. Uh, this is the prove-it year for Jason Christ. Do you think he can put something together? Yeah. I, okay. So what I, I, I think so. Yeah. I think the, real competitors I, are just like making the playoffs. I think, and, like, I think they could. I think that. Well, I think that that is like like real competitor, like relative to their last two seasons. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think they'll have a better season than 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 the last couple. And I think that they also weren't too far off from the playoffs. They weren't. So uh, I, I I don't think that it's out of reach. I, I have them, I actually have them squeaks like you know sneaking into the playoffs in that okay. sixth spot. So. Yeah, obviously I was just debating whether I put them in the playoffs or not. But yeah, I, you did a lot of preparation. Yeah, um, I like I I, I think this Orlando team's a little overrated. I, I like I don't 
I don't think it's going to be as good as people think it is. I don't think that Sasha Kleston is necessarily going to turn up for that system. I don't. Uh, he doesn't have people running around him to make the chances um, that he can create for him. So that's a no for you. Uh, that's a no for me. So I'm going to have them barely out of the playoffs, but they're going to be come close. I think you're you're right in that sense. I don't think Sasha has as good of a season as he has in the last couple. He'll have a lot of secondary assists again, uh, but but I don't think Not that twenty. Right. I think that though, like they made an effort to solidify their defense, which I thought was their was their worst, uh, the worst aspect on that team. Mm-hmm. I think that's like, and and if they do that, I think that that will allow them to actually use, you know, have a better offense, have a better midfield, and actually uh, have a as a result a better season. So I think that they have enough raw talent to kind of just beat up the bottom of the table teams, and I think they're in the four to six range uh, of playoffs, but not a serious contender. In ninth place, we have the Montreal Impact, who finished also on 39 points. A uh, very mediocre season for the Impact, but uh, we're technically still in the mix until the last couple weeks. New coach here, still have Piatti, but who not did, much else yeah, going on. I like well, Remy Gard. Yeah, I like well, him. What was their offseason? I, I they, like they, so they lost, they lost Jamali, they lost Simon, yeah. uh, they lost Ayango. Yeah, um, but they got a new guy from Bologna to to compensate for Jamaili. Yeah, um, right, right, right. But but either way, I'm hearing rumblings though that uh, how old's Mancosu at this point? I don't know. He's but in his like that, he's, he's like 33, 34. I think Montreal is actively trying to depress expectations for this season. I think Guard might be kind of viewing it as a building season for them. Sure. Um, also, hearing that really the people to watch out for is their under 21 team. What? Um, <laughs> but. Uh, that's a 21 Thunder. Um, where do you have Montreal in or out? out way out. out. Yeah, I've got them out as well. In eighth place, we have Philadelphia Union on 42 points. Out. <laughs> They've acquired... <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> They've acquired David Akam this year. They have... Uh, Look out for El Senio. The, Don't the best, sleep on El Senio. The best 10 in the league in El Senio, <laughs> um, who's injured right now. But uh, Akam is... is Bobby the, Warshaw, come on this show. <laughs> Yeah, that'd that'd be fun. (laughs) Um, But, um, yeah, I I also have them out. I I don't think there's... We don't need to talk about it. It's a crowded Eastern Conference. It's not a whole lot to say. (laughs) You spent too much money on a comm. I don't don't know. I don't see see it panning out. Okay, yeah. Number seven, 45 points last year was New England Revolution. (laughs) New coach coach Brad Friedel. just, we, we were talking about this re- before the recording. It, it, I think it's becoming apparent that Brad Friedel just has no idea what he's doing. Well, yeah, because he's trying to shop Christian Nemeth, who they just acquired for like five hundred thousand or something allocation last money and are not, uh, last year. But they're making and, a point with Lee Win. Yeah, and they're keeping <laughs> Lee Win, who doesn't want to be there. Uh, Kellen Rowe, not, I think, not, was kept not on the bench. Him in any, um, yeah. Yeah. They, he didn't play at all against Philly yeah, last week. Because he doesn't their, want to play. Both of their center backs were red-carded last year, uh, last game, yeah. the first game of the season. Uh, Kai Kamara is gone. Um, he was gone. But he, he also, he was, I mean, he was gone when he was there. He wasn't very good. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, so uh, yeah, I've got uh, I've got them as my wooden spoon winner actually. Like Same. Last, okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, so <laughs> well, I think a good a good question though is how many months will it take for Brad Friedel to develop a Boston accent? Ooh. 
to go to go to go with the English accent. My over under three and a half months. It's gonna develop into a weird uh, like the combination of the transatlantic plus Boston. It's gonna end up sounding like Norwegian or something. Something, <laughs> something we've never even heard. I think I think six months is also yeah, gonna take three and a half. So uh, it's a, they're actually closer to Rhode Island. So I'm gonna go with a Rhode Island accent Ooh. is what he's gonna get. Uh, in six places, the New York Red Bulls. We're gonna do us last though. Last year was very convenient because we finished first, so yep. we could just naturally do mm-hmm. it. But no, we're gonna skip us for now. In fifth place, where the Columbus Crew, 54 points. Uh, they had a bounce back season after a really terrible season the, the year before. They uh, picked up an impressive 2-0 victory over Toronto last weekend. This is despite losing Ola Kamara and Justin Miram to, you know, by far easy to say two of their most important players last year. Uh, but Jassy Zardes is going to score 14 goals this season. And people are going to talk about it for another three seasons. Uh, Peaches, you say that as though like the most popular soccer our MLS podcast isn't also saying that as well. So like, I just want to check you there and say that is not that. Oh hot no, it's take. not a hot take. It's <laughs> yeah. not a hot take. Just I'm less, just, less you think. No, I'm just saying after this season, people will harp on this season yeah. for the rest of his career. He, uh, he scored against Toronto though. Uh, so the, there seems to be evidence that Burhalter's system really might actually be the star, but the question, of course, as well is, uh, does the imminent move to Austin hang over them and, and kind of spoil the party? In a good way or a bad way, though? Does it light a fire? Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, also, it's like, I don't think it's going to be like Major League. If they win the World Series, they're not going to stay in Columbus. You <laughs> it's, know? It's, it's also kind of like becoming <laughs> a little bit more evident that it's going to be hard to logistically move them to Austin. No, but then I think... I, I'm not 100% keeping up with this, but okay, there's been a lawsuit announced, but I guess PSV is also not speaking in the past tense. I don't know. It's safe to say that it's hanging over them. Though. Yeah, it's okay. It's not, you know, it's up for question. Uh, I have them barely in as my sixth I seed. I them in. I'm big on Zach Steffen. I think yeah. he's a really good keeper. Oh, that's true. And, and I think their defense isn't that half, isn't, isn't half bad. Uh, I think Grelladinho might make a comeback. Oh, yeah. Back from the grave. Uh, he'll score some more like absurdly long chips like he did. His first, <laughs> it was his first goal for Red Bull, right? It yeah, was like yeah. it, at the very the, the, the dying moments of uh, of of the ga- first game, yeah, uh, away game at Scored Columbus by the guy who just came into the game. Yeah, not even his real name. I think that they're easily gonna they're easily better than the five teams you've already talked about, yeah, and that they'll get enough wins over them and quality wins against people like Toronto to keep them in. in I, play. I, I, also, I, I think people are underrating their defense. I have them in that four to six range as well. Yeah. Harrison Awful, Jonathan Mensa, I don't know. Why. Number four, Atlanta United, 55 points, darlings of last season, uh, for better or for worse. Um, they kind of turned it up late after a rough start at the beginning, uh, now finally play at home. Uh, they've lost Carlos Carmona, added Darlington Nabby, uh, added Ezekiel Barco, who's uh, now hurt, I think, for six to eight weeks, yep. uh, but is also still, you know, He's great and everything, but he's still an 18-year-old who's going to be adjusting to a new league, so mm-hmm. I'm also going to temper my expectations there. But uh, they got absolutely destroyed by Houston, as we discussed on Monday, cut to pieces. The lack of a defensive midfielder seemed to really hurt them. Uh, but also Martino seemed... I don't I don't think he even moved Laurentowitz to defensive midfielder, did he, in that game? No, I think he's, he still kept him either on the bench or at, at center back. So it seems like an, a correction might be coming for Atlanta. I don't know. Do you agree? I Well... I almost forgot that they finished fourth because they started. They they were pretty hot during the season. Yeah. But, but well, it, it cooled going off into, into the, the last two weeks, they could have finished second. 
between them, Chicago and NYCFC, it was yeah, it, it was, was tight. It was very plausible that they could finish second. Um, in fact, there was a scenario that at one point that would have involved us basically reading our against our own interest if we wanted NYCFC to fall out of the buy spot. It didn't end up happening, but yeah, they were they were up there. At yeah. This point. I I don't think they will be as good as last season. Uh, I still think they'll make the playoffs. Though. I agree. Yeah, yeah and I agreed. think it'll take a little while for them to get better. I think that it it, it so some early season injuries plus some younger talents will grow into the league. Uh, and I think Nagby meshing with the team when 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 all, when all that comes together, I think they're gonna have a much better second half of the season than the first half. Mm. Uh, I mean, I think they're just going to be like kind of slow. I think they're not going to quite play up to their expectations, but I think they have enough quality to just like sneak into the playoffs. I think regardless be, of bad form, they'll be big enough flat track bullies to to sneak their way in. I think they'll um, be in that four to six range. Yeah, though. I have them there too. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, I agree. Chicago was in third place with fifty five points uh, above Atlanta United on goal differential. Um, they of course traded. Akam to Philly for a bunch of cash. They uh, re-signed Schweinsteiger. They still have Golden Bootler Nikolic. Um, they have a new goalkeeper, right? I can't remember. Yeah. They lost. They got rid of a few keepers. Yeah. But um, younger. They got younger keepers. Yeah. I forgot, I forgot the name. And they made significant investments in the draft. One of the few teams to do that. Uh, they, I think they ended up... Did they end up moving up and getting the best player? And, no, I guess LAFC still got uh, Jao Moutinho. But mm-hmm. I think Chicago, why they got... Uh, the best player in the draft, some people consider him Bocaro. Question to see if he actually plays. They've got a couple youth guys in the prospect in the lineup, but uh, open questions here. MLS goat Brandon Vincent. How do you think? Do you think Chicago can keep it up and stay in the playoffs this year? Yeah, I I don't I don't think so. This is their win now season. I that doesn't I mean think that so. they will do it. No, but I think I think like I think they have the uh, they have what, what, a good so, roster. So, so I mean, what 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 like what screams win now to you? They re-signed Schweinsteiger, basically re-signing yeah. a player that's already like very like subject to injury and like already no like, no, 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 no no no. But he's Bastian Schweinsteiger for Chicago. He was like, also Bastian Schweinsteiger when we beat them 4-0 last year. That's true. I mean, but I mean, like, like, do you think who, that they team still that made it to be- the playoffs? Okay, above us. Okay, technically, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I guess we can't argue with you. There. Yeah. I mean, I think their biggest problems were at goalkeeping. And did they make massive improvements? I mean, they Not changed the I mean, like, anything's an improvement over Lampson, right? I guess if Orlando is the one team that's ascendant to push somebody out, I think Chicago is the one, one, one to come to out. Drop yeah. out. Um, yeah, so I don't have Orlando going up, so. Okay, uh, I've got them just barely out. Likewise. Okay. Number two, NYCFC, 57 points last year, uh, ended up finishing a uh, distant second from Toronto. Um, they have reloaded this year with a bunch of depth guys. They've lost Jack Harrison. They still have David Villa, but he's a year older. How old is Villa now? 36? I can't say. I don't know if I don't think he's old. Um, they have a new right back to place RJ Allen. They have Jesus Medina, who uh, is Young Paraguayan DP. youngster, who scored on his first day, although I think has been uh, actually successfully overshadowed by Kaku uh, right now. But he looks to be uh, pretty good. He scored, uh, as I said, but... Um, but he's like 18, right? 18 or 19? Yeah, I think yeah. he's a teenager. Um, but um, they won away at SKC uh, last weekend. Um, I think I watched that entire game. I feel like I learned more about SKC than I learned about them. Uh, what I glean is I that agree. they're they're a very competent team. They're not going to just let you beat them. Um, 
However, like SKC really had like comically little off the ball movement, um, which I feel like it didn't test them. SKC was kind of just begging and asking for their wingers to maybe do something in isolation on the edge of the box, and that was never going to be enough. I I didn't watch the entirety of that game, um, <clears throat> but I feel like this is the season where like I feel like Blatt, the last for the last few years they've just been like. It's everything's revolved around David Villa, yeah, like entirely, like every play, every shot, and and you know Harrison is a good supplement and added a threat, and you know maybe Tommy, but he and Tommy Wallace Nevin also to, to some extent he and Wallace dried up at the end of last season, and then they looked extremely ordinary in my opinion. Yeah, uh, and I think that's entirely fair, but yeah. I think that like with David Villa getting older, I think that the that Vieira and company are aware that they they need to have a good supporting cast, yeah. and I think this is going to be the beginning of the shift away from entirely da- the David Villa show. Yeah. I mean, they signed a backup Norwegian striker. They signed, like, a Ghanaian uh, winger. They signed uh, a new... Uh, they signed a bunch of uh, reserve guys so I who guess, like, everyone, I think, is assuming are good. Maybe they will be my, good. My question know, but, like, to you, I, then, I, is, like, uh, how have they gotten worse? Uh, yeah, I, I mean... I don't, but they're replacing him with like very like uh, like other quality I don't, players. But like Jack Harrison was a good MLS the, player. The only respect that they may have gotten worse is that if Via gets older and continue in you know if he goes to the World Cup and uh, gets tired, that's the only real respect they've gotten actively worse. I think <laughs> that would require him to go to the World Cup. Right, which is still, I think, possible. He like, got called he c- up last year. Yeah, he could be the he could be what Landon Donovan was supposed to be yeah, on our yeah, roster. I guess um, so. Uh, but but like, uh, and I said this like jokingly before we recorded, but like any like just R J Allen leaving the club is just like an <laughs> infinite upgrade. Like just oh, like there's it, it, he was. I feel like he was just like either so bad against us or just so bad in general. Yeah. That uh, that it's it, it's gonna do them wonders to get like an, an actual competent right back, and, and they picked up somebody from was it uh, Nor- Nor- Norway? Yeah, uh, in the Norwegian league, um, like big, pretty respectable fullback. I think, and, and I feel like upgrading that defense and maybe uh, I don't know, Sean Johnson is is like fine. Yeah, they've gone Scandinavian, which is a little passe if you ask me, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think to my great frustration, they've pulled off what we've never been able to do for sustained periods, where they they somehow have convinced other team like lesser teams to be intimidated by them and play down to them when they come and, uh, and visit, or even when they're on their, their own stadiums, where we notoriously have played down to people's level. For some reason, the only team that stick out sticks out to me as a team that we reliably can slap around really? has been Montreal uh, at home, say. except for the one playoff series obviously but like our, our record against montreal at home is like shockingly like perfect i, I thought you were gonna go with the perfect example of a team we played down to oh yeah like no. philly um, but philly. i think you know city for one reason no, or another has been punches, has been very good at that but um so i'm assuming we all still have them in the playoffs yeah, yeah. i think they're gonna have another good season yeah. I, th- I think they're gonna play well i agree um i think they're confident but i i think we'll get the better of them this season uh, I guess since I did this for DC, I'll do this for them as well. How do, how, how do you fancy our three matches against them this year? Nine points, baby. Let's go. <laughs> 21 goals. We should note two of them are going to be at Yankee Stadium. One of them is going to be at Red Bull Arena. 21 goals. Divided evenly. Oh, my God. Uh, four points. Four? Okay. I, would I, mean, take... I think it's going to be, yeah, win, draw, loss. Fernando, how much? How many are you showing? I, nine. Nine. They're going to go nice. for the sweep. And I, and I hope I'm wrong. Only, only because they're they're tactically a lot better than they were before. 
Like, they're pressing a lot more, too, now, which I thought was interesting. I noticed their press. Yeah, that was interesting. But I don't know, man. I, I just I just think this team's going to be too much for them. I, I think this team's going to have their, their, their whole MO sorted out. I think we, look, I, watching I, SKC play them, I was like, wow, we are going to look the exact opposite of SKC <laughs> right now. Like, also, the, like, also, just because I feel like we lost the series in them last year, we kind of want to win it back, you know? Yeah. A good old, you might say, chip on the shoulder. Yeah. Okay, so we got first place, Toronto FC, 69 points, uh, highest vote tally uh, of all time in MLS, I think, I'm pretty nice. sure. Um, they, uh, I mean, you know this team, Giovinco, Josie, uh, Bradley, uh, they lose... Um, Be- Beta Shore. Beta that's Shore. A, that, that, the gang, Vander, Vander Weil. Raheem Edwards. The, um, yeah, but he, I don't think he was even in the eleven. I mean, he. I think he was a uh, important depth piece or important yeah, spot. Sure, 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 sure. Um, they looked good against Tigres. Um, they didn't look good against um, Columbus. Columbus. Honestly, watching that, watching the extended highlights of that game, they didn't look good. But also, they they missed some chances, yeah. and Columbus is opportune. I wouldn't. I wouldn't totally poo poo them. Also, I think Greg Vanderweel has a lot um, to offer, but he hasn't been fully integrated quite yet. Uh, I think to just play down to to Toronto. I'm being honest. Oh yeah, that Josie Altador goal. Just... They didn't even start their best player. I honestly think they walked yeah, in Gignac there. Yeah, Gignac came in at halftime, right? Yeah. So, I yeah. honestly, I, I, I think they're gonna get demolished in Mexico. Yeah. I, I think they just kind of walked in there, not expecting. They them needed to, be that to good. win like three nothing. They needed to blow them out of the water. But they won two one. Yeah. 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 Um, only question for me is, uh, you know, if they feel the hunger to actually go out and win every game and and win the shield again. I don't I think don't they're know. gonna be as good, but. Uh, I, th- I think. I still have them as number one in mind, but I think um, a healthy Victor Vasquez is what determines if they're yeah. first or second. Who's already hurt? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I mean, it, it it depends on how he, how the rest of the season unfolds. But but it, I think that that's that's the deciding factor. Cool. So that's well, I guess that leaves the Red Bulls. But um, should we do? No, I guess let's talk let's talk about the Red Bulls overall. Um, well, we've been doing that all episode, basically. Yeah. Uh, we've kind of done it in <laughs> our yeah. previous episodes as well. You yeah. Know, you know how we feel. So do we want to run through our standings sure. for the year? Okay, yeah. so let's first uh, run through last year's predictions. Because oh, we went through and we made the clips. Oh, oh wow. Uh, so first off, uh, Sam, you get to go first because you were first last year. I, I, was, I, I was told I'm, I'm hilariously bad. Uh, no, those are some other ones. Oh, oh, I, all okay. of us, all of us are pretty good, but then we'll have one stinker. Um, okay. So do, do we all, or is it just me? All of us do. Okay. Although mine's a kind of a composite. I kind of have two medium stinkers. But uh, peaches, it is the one, two, three, four, five, sixth clip that we made. All right, eleven is so I'll go. All right, Orlando, ten, New England, nine, Philly, uh, eight, DC. Uh, seven Atlanta, six Ooh. Chicago, Ooh. five Columbus, four NYCFC, uh, three Red Bulls, two Montreal, one Toronto. <laughs> it's pretty good, apart from Montreal. Was, yeah. Montreal. You were really hot on Montreal. I guess we had just lost in the moon playoffs. Yeah, that was, was hype. Like, yeah, I feel like I, th- I thought Mancosi would do really well. So it's a good way to remember. No matter what we say right now, we we all could have a Montreal. So so what are your yeah. what are your standings for this year? Projected standings. All right, uh, bottom to top. Um, I've got Rebs dead last. I think that's no surprise. Yeah. Um, then DC uh, in tenth, Montreal in ninth, Philly in eighth, Chicago in seventh. And then the playoffs, I have Orlando in sixth, uh, uh, Atlanta in fifth, Columbus fourth, City third. 
Red Bull second, Toronto first. Hmm. I think there's going to be some convergence here. Uh, all right, Peaches, you were next. Bottom, New England, then Atlanta, then NYCFC, then Montreal, <laughs> Orlando. Yeah, Wait, so give us numbers, sorry. <laughs> well, I was going to say, those are the bottom five. Okay. Um, now, in playoff, number six, Columbus. Okay. Number five, Chicago. Number four, D.C. Number three, Red Bull. Mm. Number two, Philly. <laughs> Get out of here. All right, but okay, somebody's got to do it. And number one, Toronto. I got Toronto. <laughs> I, honestly, uh, I, I love how like Britt and I both are just like, you know, fuck you, Philly. <laughs> <laughs> and I've learned. I've grown. Right. Uh, I, 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 I immediately said no this year. Okay. <laughs> That now I get why you're so uh, uh, why you're so animated. Yeah, about it. Um, honestly, I think your ninth place for NYCFC was even worse of a take. Honestly, like I just my hatred for NYCFC yeah. like precedes any rationality. So I guess uh, so. so what's, what's your yours? what's your 2018 looking All right, like? Eleven, New England. Uh, Ten, DC. Nine, Montreal. Eight, Philly. Seven, Orlando. Okay, six, Atlanta. Five, Chicago. Four, Columbus. Three TFC, two NYCFC, and none other than us at number one. Wow. All right. All right. And there's some. I think there's more convergence this year. All right. So what? What was? What was my glorious and perfect? All right. I've got uh, in the Eastern Conference. I got eleven Orlando, ten Philadelphia, uh, nine Atlanta, eight. New England, seven, Columbus, I'm a hater still, <laughs> six, Chicago, that's my Philadelphia pick of the year, Chicago sneaking into the playoffs, Ducks, be willing, uh, number five, Montreal, I think they still got it with Piatti, number four, NYCFC, number three, DCU, just despite us, number two, New York Red Bulls, out of force of habit, we just get the bye, and number mm-hmm. one, Toronto FC. So I think I have a more composite singer, DC and Montreal combined. Not not lowers my shot percentage on that, but so, so was mine just Montreal, just like the like the terrible wrench. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you had one other that was that was slightly more for, forgivable, but Montreal too is really the one that stuck out to me. It's pretty bad. Uh, so this year I have it's very similar to all of your guys actually. Really, New England at eleven with the wooden spoon, then Montreal at ten, nine DCU. 8, Philly, 7, Chicago, just barely out, 6, Columbus, 5, Orlando, 4, Atlanta, 3, NYCFC, 2, Red Bulls, 1, Toronto. Do you, do you think that there's like a, a, like a, like a, like a split? That's sort of happening. Like I think for the longest time there was kind of this anything goes. Yeah. Like you know, even like the the smallest team could make a deep, you know, make a run into the playoffs. But it, it, it feels like we have similar playoff or like projections yeah because there is kind of this growing divide do you, do you feel the same way well, I, feel I, th- like... I think that teams kind of have a lifespan of like three years so i think we're in kind of one of these cycles the western conference kind of had this i think for a while until last year really when it got disrupted but yeah it's very hard to picture the the bottom five teams in uh, from last year surging up apart from really orlando yep I think so. I, I agree. So I have a feeling that I'm going to be sampling that on next year's prediction episode. But um, <laughs> nonetheless, all right, let's go to uh, top scorer for the Red Bulls. This was a this was a I, good. Can we can we clip. not do this one? Uh, so these are the first three clips that we made, Peaches. Uh oh. So uh, who do you think uh, is our leading goal scorer, and with how many goals? 
Ooh. Verone. Verone, <laughs> really? <laughs> I think he's going to get like 13. <laughs> to, 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 to be fair. To be fair, I still thought he was going to be a starter. Yeah, well, no shit. I mean, <laughs> he could have gone 13, I think. Yeah. yeah. Like, if, with, with like the minutes played, like, how many did he get? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, who do you have this year? Um, I'm going to go with Danny Royer. Okay. Um, with how many? Uh, uh, 14. Okay. Do you think BWP falls off, or do you think he has a similar level and it's just more distributed? I, I think BWP gets in. Why the fuck would you say that? Shut your knock that wood mouth. Unbelievable. Okay, Sam uh, is next up. I mean, Bradley's production I think will go down, but I think he'll still be the top goal scorer on the team. Yeah. I think he'll still be at maybe 17. Well, here's the thing. 16, I think Bradley... 17. But I think that what's going to happen is there's going to be more of a distribution of goals. You're going to see players like Sasha scoring a little bit more. Yeah. You're, you're not going to see him being the Royer. guy. The, the sing- yeah, and you're not, you're not going to be seeing Sasha as a single assist, you know, the single playmaker. So... Bradley did if get I just, exactly. If I, if I just stopped, yeah. at the first half of that, <laughs> yeah, would have been great. Like he did get exactly 17 goals, so that was good. However, uh, Sasha was very much. The although Royer did maker. contribute a lot more goals than we thought he would, so yeah. it was more distributed. Yeah, uh, and then I was last. I, I've got Maybe. Bradley with 14 goals. Basically, agree. Yeah. He's still going to be lead scorer, but his that we're going to spread around more. Britt, you, you see, when you wrote down your notes, you thought you said 17. I did, yeah. I did. I thought so. This year, I'm going with BWP again, and I like. he's already got three goals so far, so I'm going to be bullish. I'm going with 18. Yeah, I didn't. Wow. Uh, I also am going to go with Bradley. Okay. Um, less than okay. last year. I'm going to go 15? 13. But I think as that, a top goal scorer, I top think thirteen I, I think, goals. I think that Kaku and and Royer also have like similar numbers. Don't forget, Kaku wants to assist right Phillips. That's true. Yeah. Uh, all right, Let's then see. we did breakout player. Uh, we're not going to play all of them, but there are a couple a couple good shouts from last year. First off, Peaches had a, a pretty good call, notably important to the success of this season. I think Aaron Long might have a miasma like season. Yo, that's a great check prediction. it, check it. Good take, good take. So, uh, what is what is your breakout player? You already know it's okay. Mwil. It's Alex Mueller. Oh, God damn it! I thought you were saying. No, no, of course not. It's, it's going to be Alex Mueller. He's going to have double digit goals, double digit assists. Okay, so he's going to get the stats to accompany the good player. Yeah. All right. Is he going to assist right Phillips though? No, he's going to assist Royer. <laughs> okay. Cool. Uh, Sam also had a noteworthy take. Uh oh. Uh. He, to be fair to Sam, you know, I think it's actually, I honestly, I think that uh, Felipe is going to be a type of guy that needs mm-hmm. to have a much bigger season uh, because, uh, you know, for the same reasons. I think that it, for me, it could go either way. It's going to be one of those uh, central defensive midfielders. Uh, I think Felipe would need to step up in some way uh, to take up even more of a leadership role. I think he did a decent job of that last year, but he's still, he's at a point where he's still young enough that he has many good years in this, on this, you know, with the Red yeah. Bulls. <laughs> Potentially, uh, and so I think that this is kind of a year that you know should separate him from the past couple. Oh no! <laughs> oh, BB, no! Uh, I've been saying it all. You killed long. him. I know. <laughs> to your credit, I was going to say you right before this you did say Sean Davis, and then also offered this, so this wasn't your sole one. But the the specific line is saying he has many years. Oh. It's it's there. Uh, so I think me and everybody else kind of thought the same once Dax left. Yeah, but mm-hmm. but alas. So who's yours this year? 
I'm afraid to say anybody at this point because yeah. they're going to get traded. Just don't say they're going to be here forever. You could, they can just have a one. Actually, I think it's good then because I think if if it's Adams who has the breakout season, he, he will already prompt, had a breakout season. He will promptly be traded. No, but I think he'll have like a st- statistically significant season. He's going to score like eight goals. He'll just it'll go, he'll go out of his mind. Um, cool. So then uh, I didn't have his notable. I said Danny Royer kind of, but I kind of copped out. But we don't have a clip for that. Um, so uh, I'm going to go with uh, Kaku, I guess. I'm going to be obvious. I mean, as my breakout player of the year. Okay, so last year uh, we um, asked a series of questions on whether Davis will get more minutes than Adams. We don't have clips for this. They weren't that interesting. And then whether uh, Adams would go get more minutes than Grella, based on not because they play the same position, but because wow. Grella was kind of like a rotational yeah, veteran yeah, established yeah. guy. This year's version of that is going to be uh, who gets more minutes, Etienne or Velo? Etienne. They they specifically said Etienne's getting more minutes this season, so I'm going to go with their objective. All right, Sam. What about you? Oh, You're going to say no, yeah. I don't. That's boring to say, Etienne. I, I think that uh, that the Riza gets injured. Um, okay. It, during the season, in a in like a frequent amount. Sam, you're not pronouncing Riza correctly. How do? You, how is he supposed to be saying? No, it? no I'm just making a joke. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with. It, it, yeah. So I guess to finish. Or, or as Britt would say, the Shizza. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no. Uh, no. No. Definitively the Riza. <laughs> he, he, I think he'll get some good minutes because he'll be. Uh, I think Velo will get good minutes because the Riza will be out. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, Etienne as well. I think. I think maybe at the very least he'll pick up 30 minute chunks at the end of games. Uh, follow up to that, who gets more minutes, Etienne or Davis? Because Davis doesn't seem to has. I mean, you doesn't have as an obvious spot. I guess I would argue who's going to be central. Wakaku's out wide, but crowded midfield now. You, you, yeah. I mean, you could argue that. You yeah. could also argue that he played wider when Sasha played in the middle for a good portion of last season. Yeah. Um, I think this is just like what I kind of hope to see is I hope that he plays a lot. I hope Davis gets a lot of minutes. Okay. Um, and and I hope he gets it um out wide, or uh if he could maybe play interchangeably with Kaku, um, uh that that I don't know I don't know if it's even possible, but if that could happen, I'd, I'd like to see that. I think that Davis is going to get his minutes taken by Alex Moyle. This season? Oh, my God. So, that's what I'm going with. I'm going to go with Davis as well. Um, okay. Over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go. Uh, so, next question. Over, under, 53 and a half points. Over. over. I'm going to go over as well. How many? Um, I think we're going to get a solid 56, 57 points. See, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, 57. We're going to get 72. Oh, my God. And we're going to win the World Cup. Yeah. Watch out. Um, all right, U.S. Open Cup. We have this is our last clip. I think is uh, what was going to happen in the U.S. Open Cup. Speaking of cup tournaments, how do we do in the cups? U.S. Open Cup this year, we win it. Really? Yeah. Genuinely? Yeah. Damn. No, we don't. <laughs> so lo and behold, <laughs> Sam was correct last year. Um, I was close. Yeah, we were all close. Yeah, but uh, both 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 of you. We're kind of close, in a way. Um, <laughs> so, uh, however, this year, I'm going to take Peaches' role. I'm going to say we're going to win it. 
Oh, okay. yeah. I mean, we, uh, we're we winning five trophies this year, and that has to be one of them. Because yeah. if we don't, we won't get five trophies. Yeah. See, if we just go so over the top like this, we're not jinxing ourselves because it's just a bit. <laughs> I, know, I, think. I, I think we're going to make a deep run again. We have the team to do it, or we can just replace anybody on this roster. We have the depth. So I, I feel like um, we'll make it to the final again. Uh, also, we care, which, can, which, which counts a lot for the Open Cup. I'm just thinking if... I think if we're home, we win. If we're away, we lose. The final? Yeah. Okay. I think the draw would go our way this time, because I think they alternate. No, it's random draw every single round. Oh, do they draw the or It's like it's randomized. Yeah. I thought there was like a, a pathway. Um, no, because that's the thing. When, the they, did, when mm-hmm. they did the semifinals, they did the coin flip for like every permutation, I think, and that set it in place, so it's randomized. Oh, okay. Um, cool. Okay, Fernando, you got any you got any hot takes to throw on top of that? Yeah, so I think uh, I think they offer Adams a young DP contract and he takes it. So I think this is his last season on uh, on his contract. Um, they pay it down, and before the end of the summer window, they bring in a DP striker who is going to eventually replace Bradley when he retires this year. Ooh. Do you think that's uh, a certain? No. Okay. no, it's not Pesetto. No, I don't think. He, it's an that's an interesting situation. I'm really following it like closely, but he's he's flat out mentioned RBNY a couple of times. He has uh-huh. also mentioned Leipzig. Okay. But he's doing well now, but he's gotten hurt a couple of times, so I'm not sure where his value ends up. Do you think it's being. Bobby Wood? I would not be surprised. Yo, Bobby Wood's and on I'm, my like uh, my career mode for FIFA, and so <laughs> was Tim Parker. So watch the fuck out. So this wow. is this is my 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 I guess part of my frame of mind here. There's a precedent for for offering a DP contract for one of our young academy guys with Miazga. Miazga declined it. I can uh-huh. see Adams taking it though because yeah. he's a little more, I guess, level-headed. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> to to be nice, and there's also well, to be fair, Miazga is killing it at Vitesse. He is, yeah, but I, I don't think the urgency. I don't think Adam has Adams has the the, the same urgency to leave mm-hmm. to Europe. Uh, but there's also a precedent of Jesse offering a large DP contract to an American. You know, young striker. They offered a pretty hefty uh, DB contract to uh, Boyd, who declined. So I, I'm not saying it would be Boyd. I wouldn't be surprised, but I do think they eventually bring in uh, the eventual uh, replacement you don't for think Bradley it's this year. Who? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> cool. I like it. Well, it definitely. Honestly, I, I'm so exhausted from CocuWatch. The idea of there being ever another transfer in the history of that <laughs> seems it impossible. excites me. It was the transfer. <sighs> well, one, it still hasn't ended. They still need to announce Kaku. Uh, two, <laughs> there will never be another transfer. This is the supreme transfer. Um, cool. All right, so let's. Uh, we've been going. This is a sol- solid, solid mega episode, but we still have Portland to talk about this weekend. Uh, I think. Do we actually know anything about Portland? Can we just. They lost last weekend to LA 2-1. Uh, no, no, uh, no Nagby. Giovanni, Giovanni Savarisi is their head coach now. No Porter. Um, he uh, Honestly, their game last weekend, I, I was able to catch most of it. It reminded me of Red Bulls, actually, quite a bit last season, where they looked they looked fairly decent for most of it, but then had a disastrous five minutes where they gave up both goals and weren't able to claw back. Um, but... I think to your point, yeah, we don't need to spend too much talking about it, time talking about it because I think we're all in agreement that really our focus is on Tuesday. I agree. And we should rotate. Uh, last episode, we talked about potential rotation. I think only thing I really want to add on is since Davis is suspended for next Tuesday, uh, give him the green light to play since he can't play on Tuesday anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Shakovsky, 
apparently is listed as... Oh, can, can we offer a uh, correction? Because in the first section, first segment, you said that Adams, Adams. was suspended. Oh, sorry. Well, it's the <laughs> it's the old uh, Bezicor uh, Valo. Valo, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, uh, Shukovsky said his injury is not as bad as feared. He's... Uh, questionable for Saturday, but I think it's obvious he's not going to play on yeah. Saturday. It's yeah. really more about Tuesday. But I would play Davis, play Rivas, play Etienne, solidly rotate, but my, my full expectation is that uh, dropping points here is acceptable if it means focusing on Tuesday. What do you guys think? Agree? Uh, yeah, totally. I don't think anyone really disagrees. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I guess because um, uh, I, I feel like it, what will probably happen is it'll be Rivas up top, it'll be Etienne, Muil, and Kaku. Um, that sounds about right. Because I think at this point, like Red Bull has to start him because they've like hyped the fuck out of him. So like every like, single like, Facebook ad you get is about Sikaku on yeah. his MLS debut. So, so he has to play. You Imagine mean, they don't play him after all of those yeah. ads. <laughs> yeah. He gets a good half. Yeah, he gets yeah. a good yeah. full. He gets a good fifty, fifty-five okay, minutes. He could, he could get switched in, or he gets he, somebody could, out. Yeah, somebody could could take his place. But then, uh, who else do you see? Redding. So you see, you see Davis. I, feel, I see Escobar. I see Escobar. I definitely see so, Escobar. But, Escobar, Colin. But, but so in the midfield, who do you have? You have Davis, who will probably play deeper. I would uh, assume, and, and given the other four players, that would be up top. Yeah, and then, I, and then, I and then who else? Because I think Adams deserve needs some rest. Yeah, because you look yeah, tired. Yeah. I think you I see Bezicourt. You see Be- So you this see. This seems like this would seem to be custom made for Bezicourt. Yeah. Davis, Bezicourt, and then who's in the back line? Um, um, Escobar, Laid. I feel like Laid would make a lot of sense here. Um, uh, yeah, I, right back's a tricky one for me. Is there any alternative to Mario? If we, we sign Duncan? We've still not signed <laughs> Duncan. Um, Can we repurpose. Uh, Muil into a fullback? No, I don't like that. That would be. I'm not opposed to playing Muil on a Saturday. He's clearly a forward, but I would not. Can't shoot. I would not put extra minutes on his legs on Saturday to put him at right back. You know. Yeah, um, that's fair. Uh, but yeah, right back is an open question to me. But um, really, I'm, I'm open. What if we? What if we did start that lineup that said Ben Mines is playing? I wouldn't mind that at all. That I was a, mind that, There yeah. was an outlet. It was a Spanish-language outlet. I don't remember it, what it was called, but it was wrote an article about Kaku finally having his debut, and it included a projected lineup that included Ben Mines, which I wouldn't mind at all. Um, I fancy Royer getting maybe 20, 30 minutes yeah. at the end, but I don't want him to start. Yeah. Put him in bubble wrap. It would be kind of like um, <laughs> there was a, a game we did the, a very similar thing with. It was around the time of the Open Cup last uh-huh. year. Philadelphia, where, I think. Where we just, we sat all of our, yeah, we sat a lot of our starters and we threw them in in the 60th, 70th minute. Yeah. And tried and tried to, like, you know, win the game in the dying minutes. Yeah. And I feel like it's going to be a similar situation. Yeah. But this time around, we have better depth. True. So we can actually give Portland a proper run for their money. Yeah. So what do you think we're going to get out of this game? Uh, I think it's going to be a 2-2 two, two draw. Okay. Peaches? I say we lose 2-0. Okay. Fernando, you got a prediction? Uh, then we squeak by with a win, like a one, like a one nothing win, two nothing win. Okay. This is the only lose loss I'm gonna like project for the entire season. By the way, <laughs> I'll go so. one one draw. Um, I think Adi overpowers uh, one of our um, center backs. Oh, important question: Do we break the streak? What streak? What streak? Robo's streak? No. Oh. People are people are asking. I think it'll no. be fine. No. Uh, more important question: Does own goal make an appearance? <laughs> <laughs> I could see it. That's a good shout. Substitute in the 70th because, minute. Because if Colin and Escobar are both starting, yeah. 
own goal is bound to be. Wow. Yeah. Or will it be like multiplying a negative by a negative and they'll ricochet <laughs> the ball off of each other many times, comically refusing to go in the net. Um, if there were a prop bet on that with good odds, I might take it. I don't even I don't gamble. I'm lying. But um, <laughs> cool. I'm gonna go with one one. Um, so we have one. We have one last email. It's not a Benny question. We do have a Benny question though. So we really? Have two emails yeah. then. Do you want me to read the Benny question? Uh, sure. Oh, okay. It got marked as red. Yeah, go ahead. Um, okay, so it, you, you can read it. I, uh, why did you even offer in the first place? Yeah, so I was pulling it up because I assumed you, you couldn't find you it. keep on trying to usurp me here. Uh, who is most likely... Okay, the, the subject is soccer player NFL field goals. Who is most likely to end up as the all-time charmingly off-target field goal champion of the New York Red Bulls? Felipe, Rivas, or Dane Richards? Charmingly what? Sorry, one more time. Off-target field goal champion. So, like, shooting it so high that it would have gone in as a field goal mm. but in, in American football. I think Rivas already has Yeah, I'm going to go with a thick boy. Uh, our <laughs> large adult son. Uh, I'm going to appreciate the uh, the callback to yeah, Dane good, Richards. Yeah, good Dane Richards callback. I think yeah. uh, I, somebody should go back and uh, uh, count all of his field goals. It's We have the technology to do it. Um I, I think he would put in a strong case. I feel like Felipe's misses don't get quite high enough. Also, he would drag left and right yeah. a mm-hmm. lot. Um, I like it. Analytically minded Benny question. Uh, okay, we have another question that I like a lot from uh, Scott Matthews Novelli that we're going to end the episode on. Um, Scott writes, Hey, 202ers. Looking forward to a season of your always erudite commentary. Uh Thank you, Scott. The check is in the mail. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I want to call this confection uh, 202 Confessions, but I wanted to share a moving experience that left me conflicted. I was in Philly over the weekend and attended the Union Home Opener. I collect scarves and decided to buy a Union scarf, which I wore due to the frigid conditions. Once I returned home and physically removed the scarf, I took a moment to appreciate its design. In those few seconds, something strange happened. I didn't wince at the regretful sight of a corporate logo integrated into a club's crest. Whenever I see or wear a Red Bull scarf, I feel many positive things, including pride and fraternity. However, I also feel remorse that a club I love and a fan base to whom I belong must express itself through the lens of Red Bull. Over my five years of support, I have accepted that part of me, a fairly leftist person who has a traditional view of soccer club culture, feels bad when I see my club's logo or branding. I accept that it's just a reflection of modern times. I've never worn another club scarf until last Saturday, and the contrasting feeling really stuck with me because no part of it felt ethically bad. One, is this what it feels like to cheat? (laughs) Two, after years of internal conflict, how do I finally reconcile these negative feelings towards logo branding with a club I otherwise adore? Also, fun question, Philly sports fans have a very distinctive and well-honed way of collectively yelling, aw, after a bad thing happens on the field, what would the RBNY, uh, New York, New Jersey equivalent, distinctive fan sound be, positive or negative? Can I tackle that one first? Yours in anxious fandom, Scott. Thanks, Scott. At hypothetical SLF. Yeah, you can go with that one first. Um, because I think positive or negative, it's Gabagool, obviously. Oh, my God. <laughs> People don't just yell Gabagool. <laughs> I'm from Jersey, man. I can say it. Okay. You can't say it. No, I feel like it should just be called, It's called Taylor Ham! <laughs> <laughs> Which then would lead to a fight in the stands. Um, well, first of all, I, I want to point out that Scott put his phone number in this email, and the signature it's probably just automatic there, and he's from a 202 
area code. Well, so he's already cheating. Yeah, yeah, because that's actually Ooh, DC. DC. Yeah, wow. Uh, but never like nobody look up my area code. But um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a good question. I'm gonna have to marinate on the the yell one. Maybe I have to answer that next week. But I feel like yeah. I, I like this question and comment a lot, and I almost kind of dread it because I feel like I've thought about it so much, and ev- every once in a while. Like, you know, it's kind of a shower thought thing where I feel like it coalesces into a good kind of thought, but then it escapes me. So I'm, I feel like every time I try to talk about it, I'll, I'll fail to actually get at what I feel. But I think, I mean, the, the question, the thing you brought up, I think, strikes at the heart of a lot of my uh, disdain for City and the reason why I like this team. And I think it's because um, the thing that I find so obnoxious and particularly... Uh, you know, loathsome about City is that uh, it it has this pretension to to take uh, your geography and your your citizenship and then return it and sell it to you as a brand, like as the product itself, um, where it, it turns it into a literal commodity. Because it is it is possible to become synonymous with a city. Look at the New York Yankees, like, but it just happens, you know. Or more or less organically. Yeah. Um, but uh, the idea that, you know, City has no other theme other than the fact that they are supposed to be the team of the city. And the fact that, uh, you know, it kind of enmeshes itself in kind of this political project. It is it is kind of a political project in a sense to assert a sort of like civic chauvinism really with a team and a brand and it's cool to be like no I'm from the five boroughs right. not from the outside. So are you saying for Red Bulls or an energy drink or up tempo? See the reason I like that is that it's impossible for Red Bulls. <laughs> it kind of like it, it kind of sounds like a contradiction and I understand if somebody um, especially if somebody else on the left were to talk to me about this they might roll their eyes and be like this just kind of sounds like a cop out but it's it heightens the contradiction so much that it <laughs> makes it it makes it and combined with my sniffles this week it really does sound like Zizek is hosting the podcast but um, <laughs> uh, it heightens the contradictions where it, obviously you cannot be like cannot co-identify strongly with Red Bull the drink itself I think the divide some is people can I, I don't think it, I don't think it really <laughs> no, no, yeah. is possible so it's it's self-evident if you are a Red Bulls fan that you were there for some other reason you were there for the people you met online or in the stadium. You were there because a team existed before that was then taken over. And I find it analogous kind of to the rest of our lives that kind of have been invaded and, and commodified and branded. And there's an understanding when you're at a Red Bulls game yeah. that it is it is there is an essential experience in like the actual soccer on the field that yeah has been kind of conquered or captured yeah. in a way and plastered. But this that's not the be all end all. It's the people next to you in the stands, it's the soccer you actually watch, and that there's kind of that shared understanding where for City it completely obliterates that in particular. It it turns in sim- symbols of the city or, or like you know Times Square brochure times into kitsch where like they have like the smoke stands that you see in, in Times Square like the graffiti in center field it's it's terrible it's like it, it nauseating and for, for Red Bull fandom would though you, would you say it's plastic yeah I mean you would I mean <coughs> in a different way we are also plastic to be sure sure but um, I think there there kind of is that heightened contradiction with Red Bulls fans where if, if you meet a Red Bulls fan I think There's a shared struggle. You know, <laughs> like I, I immediately know that like they they get it. They like they see yeah. through it kind of in a way that I I this, this never assume of. Every time fans. I see anyone wearing Red Bulls gear, there's uh, this camaraderie in this fan base, and I think right. it's because at least in part that 
you know, I'm going to be honest, this crest kind of fucking sucks. Um, yeah. And I don't think it looks bad aesthetically. It's just that what's on it, you know, prohibits us from doing cool stuff with it. Um, and then everyone kind of has that, like, baseline knowledge and it's a shared struggle amongst the fan base among other shared struggles I mean like when I come to a Knicks fan you're like the Knicks am I right <laughs> yeah. I kind of feel that way about Red Bulls fans we can talk to each other about the, the things that we've suffered through right. when you talk to a City fan they only want to harp on the good things or this, and this is the thing that comes up as well I think with, with kind of bandwagon fandom as well is that when you opt in for the notion that like your brand will always win no matter what it, it defeats the point of fandom to me because uh, um, you know Early on, when they'd be like, "Oh, you have no cups," and we'd be like, "What? What the fuck are you talking about? Who are you talking to? You have you have nothing. <laughs> like you you have literally nothing." And they'd be like, "Oh, but like we're a great prestigious like ownership and family, and like greatness will come." And also, we represent New York City, and that like automatically counts as a win. And it's like that is not that defeats the purpose to me. That that is like such a cop out, and I I hate it entirely. So I, I really, I don't know, I, I really like Scott's observation, suffice it to Yeah, say. I mean, I'm going to bring this back to my office, because there are exactly three Red Bulls fans in our office, and we talk about them in depth. Like, this team, the three of us, like, whenever we talk about them, like, we have a knowledge base that's kind of, like, really solid. We talk about the team, we talk about all the players, we talk about substitutions, we talk about tactics. There's one NYCFC fan that sits pretty next to me, and every time I want to talk to him about MLS, he just doesn't really... Engage. I think there is a level of engagement with this fandom as well that just comes with the fact that we, the things that you're describing, the the, the shared, you know. Yeah, I don't know. So, as a Yankees fan, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. Though. But it's it not was, like it was, you were was, born in like California and became a Yankees yeah, fan. Or something. No, no, no. But it was excellently put, Britt. I agree with you. 100%. I think part of that Thank goes you. to why their <clears throat> why their attendance and and some of their metrics are going down though, because for a lot of people, it's it only comes down to I'm from New York City. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah. That's it. it. It kind of starts there and ends Which there. Which is rich because they usually moved over from like Indiana yeah. or something. But if you're a Red Bulls fan, there's, there's, God, there's so much more than that. I mean, even if you're a new Red Bulls fan. Yeah. You 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 make a pretty conscious decision to follow the team. You you accept all the baggage that that comes along. But with City, it's so it's easy. It's just oh, New York City, five barrels. Yeah. Fuck yeah. 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 Exactly. But yeah. Uh, thank you, Scott. Um, thank you again, Fernando, for coming by. Thanks, Rob. Re- really, really like thank how you this for sticking out. around. Yeah. <laughs> um, so thank you, listener, for bearing through this. Two there it is. Episode. That is that is our compromise for all of our terrible <laughs> predictions we've put out there and li- released to the public and can be used against us in the future. Uh, we're looking forward to Portland on Saturday, um, even though we think we might not win. Um, but we're going to do an episode, I think, after Portland before Tijuana, I think. I don't know. We haven't talked about it. But we'll, yes. we will see you next week. Um, all right. See you then. Too fucking cocky, baby. I'm too fucking cocky. Too fucking cocky, baby. I'm so fucking cocky. Too fucking cocky, baby. I'm too fucking cocky. Too fucking cocky, baby. I'm so fucking cocky. I got so many M's in my bank account. I can't even count them. Too many whips. Way I switch my cars. I can't even mount them. Too many zeros. Put Versace pillows in my phantom. Too many bad bitches. I don't cuff them. I just handle them. 21 off like a layup. I ain't got time to lay up. Met my count at Roof Chris. She told me that I'm way up 20. Already back for seconds, I ain't even clean my plate up. Grab me up a hundred M's and then I put my bag.
jail Way out in the hills I just signed a deal I ain't take no advance So you know that split was real All my diamonds, carrots Them little pointers be too lil Glaciers in my ear I need a cup They bout to spill Too fucking cocky, baby I'm too fucking cocky Too fucking cocky, baby I'm so fucking cocky Too fucking cocky, baby I'm too fucking cocky Too fucking cocky, baby I feel like a rock cocky Huh? How you gonna play D? Can't even take D Too many fake me's Way too many fake daps Way too many fake saps And I put it on me And I want another ring Girlies buckle at the knees Swerve them like the other team You can still hear the sneaks Ballin' in some duggarees Make a cherry lead the cream So what's she on the other team? For the camera say cheese Rap game like the league Heard you the nigga overseas But that's only overseas I'm the one who oversees shit Ah oh, man, it's him again I'm up in the rim Gatorade and M&M's Ball on you in my favorite Timberlands My girlfriend got a little friend But all the way on the other end Cause she don't deal with no mental men Early bros on my flow Friends and my foes Got my hoes in my clothes Stay on 10 like my toes Just pass me the rock and watch him go Just run me the play and let me know With a broken leg I let it go Gucci is materialistic. He's too fucking flashy. He smoke what he wanna smoke. Thank the world is his ashtray. So so dealt to these suckers. I'm like JD in 03. Uh, say that I'm too cocky. I don't play nothing but me. These guys got nothing to show you. I give you something to see. These dudes keep coming no short like they a pair of capris. These don't go me with these rappers. These boys embarrassing me. Them dudes ain't got nothing on me. I got a money disease. I'm too cold for these suckers. They ain't got more money than me. I'm what my mink in the summer when it's 103. I make up the self-conscious like he too shiny for me. I know that wanna fuck me, but she too tough for me. This my way of the highway. You either like it or leave. This rolly cost 60 G's, a couple bricks on my sleeve. When I first fell on the scene, I drove a cutlass supreme. I half a brick of paint, a lean and a new money machine. It's wild. Too fucking cocky, baby. I'm too fucking cocky. Too fucking cocky, baby. I'm so fucking cocky. Too fucking cocky, baby. I'm too fucking cocky. Too fucking cocky, baby. I'm so fucking cocky. Too fucking cocky, baby. I'm too fucking cocky. Too fucking cocky, baby. I'm so fucking cocky. Too fucking cocky, baby. I'm too fucking cocky. Too fucking cocky, baby. I'm so fucking cocky. Damn. Damn. We got London on the train.